We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Pitcher with big time upside, and who am I stacking tonight? Belly up to the fantasy bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Friday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the fantasy bar with six guys fresh off the tap for you here tonight on Yahoo. Again, guys, I like all across the industry as well. FanDuel DraftKings does not really matter. We're playing the matchups here, but we'll focus on that Yahoo pricing. And while we're talking Yahoo, make sure you get over and do some best ball drafts on Yahoo. Fantasy football season right around the corner. Great way to get prepared and very easy. A draft. That's it. No trades, no waivers. You are done. Best ball. The brand new format here lately over the last few seasons, kind of taking the fantasy world by storm. A lot of fun. Get in there and draft over on Yahoo. Some best ball action today. All right, let's get into some baseball here. Big slate of games for us tonight. Couple things, couple weather spots to watch out for. Also, Coors Field back on the docket. You won't see any plays here. Not because it's a bad spot, because it's too easy. You don't need me to tell you to play some Coors Field. So let's get rolling here in the outfield with Jesse Winker, $15. So you guys know by now, Adam Wainwright's on the slate. I want some lefties against him. It's just the way it is. And Cincinnati has quite a few to choose from. We're going to go with Jesse Winker here. Nice 380 Wobe, as you see, against righties. Hitting for power as well, 234 ISO. But Wainwright against lefties, just money. 377 Wobe allowed, an ISO over 200 allowed. A lot of hard contact, which we know can lead to home runs. Hard contact at 44%. 
the Reds. One of my favorite spots here tonight, Jesse Winker in a great spot against Adam Wainwright. We'll lead us off at $15. All right, let's stay with the Reds here. Let's go to starting pitching here with Luis Castillo, $49. So I love the upside this guy brings you. And if you want to go with Verlander tonight, obviously no issues there. You want to go with a Charlie Morton against Detroit, no issues with that either. But Luis Castillo, 28 strikeouts now over the last three starts. And two starts against St. Louis, averaging almost 25 Yahoo points a game in those starts. And we mentioned the upside with this guy twice. He's gone over 10 strikeouts in the last six games alone. He's gone over 30 Yahoo points on the season seven times already and when you look at the cardinals yes we think of them as a good team but against right-handed pitching bottom 10 in the league in wrc plus iso wova strikeout rate i could go on and on and on this is a team that's really struggled against right-handed pitching i think castillo takes advantage of that tonight and you should take advantage with this price at just 49 dollars. all right we're on yahoo we need a catcher we're gonna go with travis darno 17 dollars so it's been very quiet here, and I like that because we're going to get low ownership on him. If he was hitting bombs like he was during that stretch earlier in the season, everybody would be on him. There's some attractive catcher options that are a little bit cheaper. I like to pay up a few more dollars here and get a guy at 1-2% ownership. This guy's been crushing left-handed pitching this season. The ISO approaching 300 for him. Wolba sitting at 359, and Daniel Norris giving up a lot of hard contact, 39% right-handed hitters and iso over 200 and a woba sitting at 354 travis darno great spot here tonight very very low ownership on this play here tonight get him off the radar on yahoo at 17 dollars all right let's spend some money in the outfield we're gonna go with michael brown 21 absolutely in fuego right now just locked in six multi-hit games for him over the last nine some have that huge game last night the numbers against righties off the page woba over 400 it's as well with the 224 ISO and the Astros in a good spot here projected to score about five and a half runs and that's because Canterbury on the other side not very good Wolva approaching 400 allowed the lefties and ISO over 200 and the fly ball hard contact rate we love to see combined 39% fly ball rate 37% hard contact rate Michael Brantley in another good spot here tonight spend the money in, them, in those lineups now let's stay in the outfield pick number five Kyle Schwarber $16 Another power play here. Four home runs for him over the last 11 games. And you see that big ISO form, a 362 woven. And that's with a batting average on balls in play under 250. So been a bit unlucky here. But Joe Musgrove really struggling with left-handed hitters. 360 woven allowed, 227 ISO allowed. I think this is a great spot for the Cubs. There's going to be higher team totals out there. There's Coors Field out there. The Cubs, one of my favorite under-the-radar teams here tonight. Kyle Schwarber, one of the first guys. I'm plugging in my lineups tonight at $16. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play on the slate tonight. But before we do that, guys, who's your favorite play? Give me some beasts of the night in the comment section. Let's see how well you do there. If you're on YouTube, guys, you enjoy the fantasy bar. Very simple. All I ask, click that thumbs up button. Let's me know you're having a good time here in the fantasy bar, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know, Matt's the beast of the night. <laughs> time we mentioned a stack in the beginning of the video we just started it with Kyle Schwarber we're gonna keep it rolling here with first baseman Anthony Rizzo $16 tonight's beast of the night so a great price here on Yahoo and a pretty great price all across the industry for Anthony Rizzo it's gonna be a primary target for me here tonight 
We mentioned Joe Musgrove. What we have not mentioned is how well Anthony Rizzo matches up with this guy. Throws a bunch of different pitches, but against the top five, the five pitches he uses the most against left-handed hitters, Rizzo with a 360 or higher weighted on base average. So 412 over on the season against righties, 235 ISO matches up with all those pitches. Musgrove has allowed 18 home runs already this season, a hard contact rate approaching 40%. We're going to finish the week strong here. We gave you all the numbers here. We're going to go with the beer gut here as well. Not only one home run for Anthony Rizzo, we're going to go with two home runs for Anthony Rizzo. Ending the week on a bang, Anthony Rizzo, easily my favorite play tonight and tonight's beast of the night. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Yahoo Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine, here with uh, my good friend from across the country, Turd Ferguson, Grant Niefer. Uh, Grant, what's up, my man? Uh, not too much. Just sitting down here in sunny Long Beach. It's only 75 degrees out, which is nice. I'm like an hour or a mile from And I'm just sitting here inside all day doing research. Sounds, yeah, sounds like me, except it's like 90 degrees right him and I'm sweating so I got the fan on here in upstate New York um I want to like we always give pr- promos but uh I, I don't know if you guys notice this uh I've got this big circle on my screen Devin zoom in so everybody can see this clearly D- do I read this correct Grant is this a another we had the fantasy draft million dollar tournament Yahoo comes out a couple days later 25 bucks rake free million dollar tournament for football uh and, and of course right you know me I've got my 10 entries in only 10 entry max, basically the best tournament you're going to be able to jump into for football this year. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. And they looks like they have a $3 6k tournament uh, on there. That's no management fee. So I just noticed that this very moment. There you go. Only 2000 people. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to jam some entries into that. Yeah. Oh gosh, gosh. I love you. Yeah. I really do. (laughs) Yeah, so um, guys, if, for for football this year, I think your first uh, your first two hundred and fifty dollars should basically go into this. This is to get these huge prize pools like Yahoo and Fantasy Draft are doing with no rake is basically like what you should aspire to as a DFS player to get your money into. Uh, so make sure you check this out. Uh, hat tip to Yahoo for doing this. I've put my entries in. Uh, I'll be in this for sure. I'll be on Yahoo all year long. Um, but I just wanted to to make a point for everybody to make sure you guys uh, can see this. Uh, I got to zoom out here. Let me see if I can do this correctly without screwing everything up, Grant. You think I can do this? No. Well, maybe you're not Dean. 
All right, there we go. So now we're back to regular. So I wanted to point that out to everybody. But uh, they've got that. Uh, if you want to do best ball, Yahoo's got best ball. I know a lot of you have been playing on draft. We have our best ball kit. It's for draft, but you can pick up some advice for that as well if you want to play some Yahoo best ball. Uh, I will tell you the Yahoo game is probably a little bit softer than what you would come into on draft. Uh, if you've been used to over there, it's a little bit different. Um, but make sure to go check them out for best ball as well. And then, of course, Every day, Grant, we got baseball. You ready to talk 15 games today? Yeah, buddy, it's a good little slate here. I'm, I'm really, really enjoying what I see here from these players and these prices. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll go game by game. We'll fill in a little lineup. We'll talk some tournaments at the end. Uh, but the first game here, right? I uh, Cleveland Yankees. Cleveland scored. Uh, I think they're still scoring runs. Was that from yesterday where they had 19 runs or something like that? Um, but they've got. Uh, they're going up against Tanaka. Uh, not really a strikeout pitcher anymore, struggling against lefties. Uh, Savali, I'm not really interested in the, in the pitching in this game. I think this game's definitely all about the bats. But the problem is on Yahoo, they're all just a little bit too expensive, except maybe like an, an Aaron Judge. There are a couple other guys you might want to mess around with, Gary Sanchez. But outside of that, uh, the bat's probably a little bit too expensive. Yeah, I mean, Judge and Didi are both pretty cheap. Sanchez is a lock and load of $10. Like, that's a ridiculous price there. Outside of them, I mean, you can take a shot on Greg Allen there. He's a little bit too cheap at $9, batting in two hole. Like, I'm not in love with it, but if you need a cheap outfielder, he's there. Same thing with Randall Reyes for tournaments. I mean, you can get a pretty cheap bomb from him. I mean, Tanaka is not the same strikeout pitcher he was, and he still gives up a decent amount of bombs here. But outside of that, like, yeah, it's it's just they're priced up, and it's not a great spot. It's only 78 degrees out there. Both these pitchers are decent. So, I'm probably mostly avoiding this outside of just Sanchez, who's just too cheap and gives you the catcher spot. Yeah, and you can see Savali. He's been okay, like in very limited innings. has actually been pretty good, but probably pitching a little bit over his head. I don't expect him to really keep that up. So, uh, of course, Gary Sanchez. What are we doing with Aaron Judge uh, around the industry? He's been pretty much some pl- slumping. Uh, the price on Yahoo is pretty reasonable at 15. He's, uh, I think, 4,300 on DraftKings, which it does fit into pretty much a, a lot of good lineups today. What's your overall take on him, right? I mean, he's dead to me, but I'm going to keep playing him. Uh, like, the numbers are still – the underlying numbers are still there. He's just been crushing me on a daily basis. He's still going to draw a lot of ownership. I think he's a fine pick because people are going to continue playing. They're all in. They're pot committed. They're going to keep playing him every day because they know that something's going to happen. Something will. Like, he still stands out as a good play, but he's drawing enough ownership where I think you're fine with not playing him. I may have a share or two of him, but uh, he's not a go-to guy over on Yahoo for 15 bucks. I mean, there's a few other guys at 12, 10, 7 bucks, or you can go all the way up to Blackman for 20 bucks. Just mm-hmm. 5 bucks more, it seems worth it to me. So I don't know if I'll end up with much judge today. I think 15 is probably about right, uh, given his current form, but long-term trends, he's he's certainly worth more. I I think I don't really have an issue playing him. I don't see anything that would suggest he's he's hurt or something like that. So, like, he's the anti – like, Chris Davis, I think he's just hurt, right? And he's been him fighting through it. Or Aaron Judge, I'm not really sure. Maybe it's just a slump. I think he's still pretty rosterable, in my opinion, Uh, I guess, if if I had to have a take on Aaron Judge. Uh, The next game is going to be Chicago at Pittsburgh – uh, we've got Hendricks at Musgrove. Musgrove, definitely not in play on Yahoo. Slightly more interesting, maybe on DraftKings, but uh, I, don't, I don't know if I really love him. He always draws some ownership, has some strikeout potential. But uh, if anything, I think in this game, 
I, I don't think Hendricks is in play on on Yahoo. Uh, I don't hate him on DraftKings. He he just a, a very good real life pitcher. The Pittsburgh offense isn't very threatening. I could see him having one of these seven inning games where he has a a, a reasonable performance, but at thirty nine bucks, I'm probably not too interested. Uh, what's your overall take on on pitching? And uh, oh, I don't know what that is. My computer's going crazy, but you can keep going, Greg. Okay, so in any case, I actually have a little bit of interest in Hendricks. He's thirty nine bucks, which isn't a great price tag for him, but he's going up against Pittsburgh, and Hendricks is pretty much splits neutral, but gets way more strikeouts to lefties than righties. And looking at the lineup, there's two, four, five, five lefties in the lineup there. Plus there's the pitcher. So it's a decent hitters or pitchers ballpark. He has 25% K rate to lefties so far this season. So there is some upside here. I honestly think that he's a pretty good tournament play. He does have upside can go later into the game. He can limit damage. He's got one of the lower implied team totals on the board here. It's not great, but he's going to come in at super low ownership. So on GPPs over on Yahoo, I really don't mind him too much at all because he does have some upside. No one really thinks of him as a strikeout pitcher. But he stopped throwing that sinker to lefties. And because of that, like, he's striking more guys out. He's getting guys more off balance. And his changeup, he just throws in there and gets a decent whiff rate against lefties here. So I, I, I actually like him to spit. Yeah, I do. Uh, I can get behind Kendricks for sure. Uh, what about Musgrove? Maybe not on Yahoo, but DK, you have any interest over there? No, nah, I'm just crossing them off. There's other guy, two other guys that are cheap that I'm interested in. Um, what about bats? So I think you can make a case for a couple of bats on Yahoo today. Rizzo, you want lefties against Musgrove. Rizzo's 16, which is a fine price. The problem is there's cheaper guys that are also in really good spots on Yahoo. So I think a couple of the lefties, maybe a Rizzo, a Schwarber, somebody like that. I think that makes a little bit of sense uh, on Yahoo today, but for the most part, I'm not something I'm really trying to get bats from today. I'm full on fading this game um, with bats. I think you can take a shot on Frazier. You can take a shot on Moran. Uh, Hendricks, he does strike out lefties on a much higher clip, but he still gives up fly balls and hard contact, and Pittsburgh isn't terrible with lefty power here. So I don't mind those guys just because they're $9 price tag. And if you want to take a shot on Josh Bell, he has been better from the left side of the plate so far this season and he's a guy that you can get a bomb out of for 17 bucks there's not a whole lot of good spots at first base on the slate over on yahoo i mean everyone's going to go with murphy or someone from the rockies game so bell makes a decent tournament play but honestly just skip the bats in this game yeah, Yahoo's just so there's so recency bias on the pricing algorithm too. So he he was eleven ten dollars. He has a couple of good games where he hits home runs. He's he's right back up to where he used to be at seventeen. I think I would easily take Rizzo at that same price tag. But uh, again, I also like a lot of other first basemen that happen to be cheaper. So not exactly guys all on my radar today. Uh, all right, Grant, uh, I, I might break your heart on this one here today because Reese Hoskins. Uh, oh, he didn't make he didn't make the lineup today, so you don't have to worry about that. So you, you don't have to worry about playing a twelve dollar Reese Hoskins right Yeah, well, I do love Reese's. <laughs> uh, what about pitching in this game, Paddock? Uh, I've written him off on Yahoo. Forty seven dollars. There's too many good pitchers up in that price tier. Limited pitch count could be in the mid eighties, uh, high seventies, something like that. I don't want that on today's slate, so I'm going to pass on Paddock on Yahoo. Uh, Velasquez is a little bit interesting. He gives up hard contact to everybody. But the Padres, they do struggle a little bit against righties. This is a, a big bat upgrade for San Diego going into Philadelphia. Uh, but Velasquez is drawing some ownership, uh, I believe, today. 
He's 33 bucks on Yahoo. You look at the plate IQ, it's pretty ugly. Um, but but I think there's some reason to want to use him today. How, what do you say? I absolutely love Vasquez today. I absolutely love Vasquez so much. Him and one other guy in the mid-tier that we'll get to later, both on DK and over on Yahoo. The other guy, Sandoval. But both, they, they're, two, they're my two favorite pitchers in the mid-tier by, by far. Like, Velasquez has a whole bunch of Ks. This lineup strikes out at a pretty heavy clip here. Yes, he may end up getting a bomb or two. Yes, they're getting a ballpark upgrade. But that doesn't really matter to me. He has a 25% K rate, and he's only priced at $33 on Yahoo, 7.2K over on DK. Like, he's just too cheap considering his upside. There's not a whole lot of guys with this amount of upside in this range here. It's him and it's Sandoval, and that's it. And I absolutely love Velasquez. He's going to rush here. He might give up two bombs, but he's probably going to end up with eight Ks. There is uh, not many pitchers we talk about that we want to use that are basically all – he's completely red in plate IQ except for strikeouts, Grant. That's usually not a, a pitching profile that I like, but the strikeouts could be there. I do – I think the, the Padres lineup uh, as constructed today, maybe not as many strikeouts as they usually have, specifically um, with uh, France and Margot. But the, there, there still are some strikeouts. I like Velasquez. I think he's reasonable on Yahoo – I think he's a little more interesting on DraftKings, but uh, yeah, I, I think I, if I was going to take a picture from this game just due to the price, I think it would probably be Velasquez. If you looked at WeatherX, there's a 7.7% decrease to home runs in this weather. Sign, Grant, this is all in, right? Take the under. Uh, I mean, what's the over/under set up? I don't think it's terribly high. It's oh, it's at nine. I'd probably take. I'd definitely take the under here. Um, what about some bats in this game? There are a couple guys, as much as I think Velasquez is a, is a reasonable play uh, on Yahoo. There's a couple of San Diego bats that look pretty juicy. Machado's 13 bucks. Uh, did he I think he made the lineup, right? Let me make sure. Yeah, Renfro's in the lineup, which is disappointing. No, yeah. Renfro didn't make the lineup, which is why a lot of the strikeouts left the lineup. So there's, you know, having Renfro and obviously, right. That's a home run threat gone, but that's a big strikeout uh, downgrade. I think for Velasquez overall, so Machado is probably the guy I think that has the most interest to me uh, as far as a bat in this game. He's 13. Uh, the problem is he's third base, and there's a couple of very good, thir- good third basemen in, in great spots tonight. But if you needed to save some money, uh, I, I think in terms of bats, Machado would be my favorite one for this game. Yeah, yeah, Machado is really the only guy that I'm looking at here. I did have some interest in Ray Renfro at $12. Naylor, I thought about the $13, probably not what you need on this slate. Rias batting leadoff, if you really need a cheap second baseman, I mean, you can go with him, you can go with Frazier. Either one of them are fine, but they're not really great. So, honestly, just seeing this lineup now, you can go with Machado. You can go with Will Myers for 9 bucks if you really want. I mean, honestly, his numbers so far this season are not great, but he's a better hitter than that really reveals. So, those would be the only two guys I would really think about that can hit a bomb that are cheap that are in the lineup. Uh, again, guys, if you are premium members and you want to get in the Discord, we would appreciate it. We talk baseball, football, all that type of stuff. If you have the bat, there's a bat for the you know there's a Discord chat for that. So if you guys want to take place uh, and chat with us all day, I always see Meansy's in there. Uh, I see uh, Blenders in there, Jordan. Uh, Cardi's always in there in the bat too. You get a little bit of a community. So if you are a premium member and you want someone to talk to throughout the day, hop into the discord and you should be able to chat with some of us uh, throughout the day. Uh, all right, Grant, let's keep it moving here. Next game at Milwaukee, Washington, 
Uh, I usually like Patrick Corbin. He's a, he's a really good pitcher, and he's absolutely lights out to lefties. Uh, if I pull up the plate IQ, I think it's something like a, a 36% strikeout rate to lefties. This 39, year. I think. Yeah, 39, which just should really neutralize Yelich and Moustakas, who, who both made the lineup today. Now, both of those guys are good enough to, to put Harton on Corbin if he happens to miss something. But he's been so good against them, I think he can neutralize them. You go over to the right side of the plate, still has a 26% strikeout rate. Just a 300 woe ball out. I mean, he, he's a really good pitcher. The problem is it's Milwaukee. And then the other problem is there's some other really good pitchers who aren't too much more expensive than him that I think are just a lot better of a play today where I'm not really landing on Corbin too much. So do you see any reason to really go to him over some of the other names out there? I mean, over some of the other names out there, like outside of uh, what's his name, Morton. Yeah, he's the second guy that I want to use. He's 46 bucks here. They have under a four and fly team total. There are two lefties in the lineup. Grand, they're very good lefties. The other guys in the lineup are just good to decent, uh, but they can strike out at a decent enough clip here. Corbin is able to go later into games. There's not too many guys with high walk rates outside of Brendall in this lineup. So it's going to keep his pitch down, count down a little bit lower and 7.3% of the walk rate allow him to go later into the games. I really like Corbin here. Um, yeah. I prefer Morgan, Morton drastically. But I, I will be doing some lineups where I have both of them in. Uh, yeah, I think Corbin is a okay play today. Certainly not my favorite. I like Morton higher. I like a lot of cheaper names as well. He's kind of in no man's land. But if you want a low-owned guy who has some upside, uh, I think you can mix in Corbin. I think he should be able to play against this Milwaukee team pretty good. Uh, Hauser, now I used him, right, the, these, the start against Texas when he had the 10 strikeouts. Uh, I, I think I even played him in cash that night. So that worked out really well. I am not chasing that performance tonight, Grant, uh, at Washington. Uh, there's some other cheaper names I like out there. Uh, so I have none of the Hauser, even though he worked out really well for me last night. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going with Hauser. I don't think it's really worth it. There are other guys that I prefer. Um, like, it, it's just not really a great spot. It's over in Washington, which is a good hitter's ballpark. Hauser is $27 with GS. That makes me want to use him but I just can't do it. Like it, it's just not worth it when you can get Sandoval at 30 bucks or you can get Velasquez at 33 bucks. I mean, if you really need the extra money, yeah, fine. House is the only one I would really consider, but he still has a five implied run total against him. And that's pretty accurate considering that Milwaukee has a good bullpen. So the numbers are probably relevant to the bullpen shutting down the nationals to a decent extent. So I'm not using house. Um, a couple of bats in this game, just because of price, I think are interesting. I think you can go to, uh, you know, Lorenzo Cain. He's 11 bucks. Not my favorite play in the world, but if you were to take a Milwaukee bat, I think he's okay. But this is probably just a game I'm really not targeting. I mean, Mus think Mustakas and Grandal for 11 and 12. And I really don't even have a lot of interest clicking them today, Grant. So I think for the bats, um, they're, they're all just priced too high for the guys that actually want to yeah, Corbin's too good. I mean, Grandall's the one I would think about, but Gary being 10 bucks just takes him off the board. It's not worth it. Kane, Kane's the guy, but I would not suggest that either. There are other better outfielders around the same price tag. All right. Uh, let's go to Seattle at Toronto. Uh, Wagus back versus uh, Whistler. And uh, I'm not using either one of these guys. Uh, and then you're going to have, uh, who I think LeBlanc's coming in right after that one. This game's all about those bait, the, the bats to me. Uh, no interest in starting pitching. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm going there. I mean, Seattle is pretty terrible, but still, Wagner's pack, I, he, he's dead to me. I used him too much. He could put up a decent outing here, but you're better off going Hauser, going Sandoval, going Velasquez. 
Um, what are we doing for bats? Because there's definitely some interesting guys, right? If you needed, I know Gary Sanchez is 10 bucks and he's going to be extremely popular. But if you wanted to swerve, Navarez is 14. I think you can you can make that work in a tournament, no problem. If you wanted to play Daniel Vogelbach, uh, I think you can do that too, right? He's 12 bucks and sure, he's hitting 224, but when he hits the home run, right, and he's got 27 of those, that sounds pretty good. Uh, I like them. You could play Smoke uh, if you wanted to get a little frisky at first base. Biggio, second base, he's 12 bucks. I, that's where I want to spend my money This, you know, on the, on the bats in this game. I don't know if anyone's in particular is a must-have. I think they're all more like one-off tournament swerves. But, um, yeah, all pretty interesting to me. Yeah, I like J.P. Crawford at 9 bucks at short. Yeah. There's not really a whole lot of options there. Um, they're cheap, so he's a guy that's very much on my radar. It's either him or Andrus at the same price tag. Like, they both have about the same amount of upside. The problem with Wagner's back is he's pretty reverse split so far, what we've seen this year. And so guys like Vogelbach, guys like uh, Crawford, who are super cheap considering how good they are, if these trends are going to hold true, then that's really not a great spot for them. So looking at righties, Nola is a guy that's $8, near min price over here. The guy actually has a little bit of pop, surprisingly enough. Didn't really show in the minors, but in the majors, he's crushed lefties so far. And so reverse splits righty, kind of the same thing. So he can easily take one out of the ballpark here. Um, on the other side, just like not really any good pricing. I mean, Biggio's not terrible at, two or at second base for 12 bucks. Smoke is fine, but everyone else is priced up. I, I think I'm going to avoid Blue Jays bats, even though it's not a bad spot going up against LeBlanc. Yeah, I don't know if the, you know, it's a really limited sample size. If Cardi was here, he'd probably be yelling at us uh, on those reverse splits. But I, I just don't think Waggy Specs really that good against either side of the plate. So uh, I'm certainly looking to take some guys against Why would Waggy Cardi be yelling at us for reverse splits? Sample size, 73 plate appearances versus lefties. I heard it takes 10 years to, to get that data, Grant. I mean, I don't think it takes 10 years to get that with pitchers. And the main thing is looking at their pitch repertoire to figure out why there would be reverse splits. His slider is very subpar. His changeup is decent. He has a decent cutter. Those pitches are made to get the other side of the plate out because of the way that the ball looks coming out of the pitcher's hand to the opposing side of the plate. So a guy with good changeup, guy with good cutter, and a guy with a decent curveball will have reverse splits. And looking at the whiff rates against righties here, it makes sense. Not a single one of them are very good. His cut fastball is not great for going up against righties. His slider is just not good at all. So the only thing he really has is a mediocre fastball at 92 miles an hour that really isn't going to get righties out. Whereas on the left side, 50% change or whiff rate for the changeup, 25% for the cutter. So he can easily do better and continue doing better versus lefties just because of his pitch repertoire. Mr. Neefer dropping the knowledge, people. So uh, pay, pay attention, Noin and I, when Grant's speaking here. Uh, Baltimore, Boston, our next game. Uh, I don't really like rostering Rick Porcello, Grant, but I'm thinking about it. Maybe not on Yahoo, uh, on DraftKings. He, he's certainly in the mix over there. Baltimore's gotten to him in their both of their meetings so far this year. But uh, a reasonable price, lots of win equity, because uh, we all expect the Red Sox to put up plenty of run against Brooks in the bullpen. What are we doing with Porcello? He's kind of in like the no man's land of pitching. Again, we can go down and find some players that we like a little bit more. We can go up and find some players there um, on DraftKings. At what is he like seven? I think he's seven K on DraftKings, and that, that's a pretty reasonable price uh, for Rick Porcello, especially when you know you you put in the win equity there. So 
What's your overall take on him? The, the plate IQ does not look very good. Um, I don't want to use him. Uh, especially don't want to use him over on Yahoo. Again, we have Velasquez with better K numbers and a slightly worse K matchup. And we have Sandoval with better K numbers and a much better matchup with similar Vegas implied totals for both of them. And taking that into account, why would you be using him? Like, why would you use Porcello? He's going up against a high K lineup, but he's really struggled versus lefties. And it looks like the lineup is, what, five lefties? I mean, granted, they're not good. Let's be honest. Jace Peterson, Stewart, yeah. Rios. The plate well, IQ is full yeah. of red in the strikeouts. I mean, Cisco's matched righty so far this year. Porcello, only a 15% K rate to lefty. Still walks them at about an average clip, but gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. He's not good versus lefties. He's not a great pitcher overall, and he... Boston or Baltimore has a tendency to beat guys up. He's going to get a decent amount of ownership. There's zero reason that you should use him. I get that he may have had a good outing recently. Before that, he was getting blown up, and that was just some negative, like, regression, or not even negative, just unlucky. And they still have a four-implied total against him. Porcello's not good. He's not getting strikeouts. Don't use him. Uh, I'm looking to see if we have ownership up here. So ownership is out now. It wasn't up at the start of the show. Let's see here. So on DraftKings, he's going to be 10% owned. 10% too much for you? I mean, 5% would probably be too much. What's right. Do we have we have ownership for him now? Let me check out something real quick. Yeah, it just came up. All right, so Velasquez at 27%. I'd still take him over for sale. Sandoval at 2%. Play Sandoval. Just play Sandoval. He's going up against the White Sox. The White Sox strike out a massive clip, and Sandoval is a reverse split pitcher, if you would believe that. We don't have a huge sample size of it, and he does get pretty erratic, but he uses his changeup, and he's able to pinpoint that more. His changeup is fantastic going up against righties, so he gets a giant whip rate on that and throws in the curve to get his out pitch at about a 10% clip. It's perfect going up against a whole bunch of righties in this lineup that aren't good, that strike out at a high clip. It's just... You're getting Sandoval, apparently, for half the ownership. I don't know how that can be true. Smart people have to be on Sandoval, even though he's been very wild. I, I, know, I know Jamino's out there. So, Jamino, add uh, quadruple Patrick Sandoval's ownership. 10%. It's got to be at least 10%. Yeah, so, Jamino, if you want to get out there, uh, start throwing. I'm in agreement with Grant. I think Sandoval's ownership is, is certainly going to be higher than the 2%. Uh, back to the Boston game, bats. This is where we, we want all the bats from. I think you can, you can make it work on DraftKings for maybe like one or two of them. Uh, I'm playing a lot on Fantasy Draft 2. It's a little bit softer there. You can get some of these guys in. On Yahoo, Grant, I mean, who's going to pay 27 for J.D. Martinez when Charlie Blackman is $20? Um, who's going to pay 25 for Mookie Betts? you got to get a little weird in tournaments to get the Red Sox stack. The rest of your team is going to look pretty weak because these guys are just priced through the nose. How do you even get exposure to them on Yahoo tonight? I mean, you can get exposure to them over on Yahoo, do a Velasquez-Hauser or Velasquez-Sandoval lineup, and you still can get four or five bats in there, throw some min-price guys. You essentially throw Sanchez in there. You throw Andres in there. You throw one other, Brinson in there. And you can get four to five bats from Boston and still have two decent pitching options and guys that can hit bombs that are already one-off. But I'm not using any Boston over on Yahoo. I'll say that it's they're too expensive. The guys over in Coors are a lot cheaper. There's too much good pitching on this slate where Charlie Morton's pretty much a must on this slate. I don't have any interest in using most of these bats. I'm not going to argue against them over on Fantasy Draft, over on DK. Yeah, go ahead and use them. I'll have a full stack of Boston over on Fantasy Draft, but I'm not using them over on Yahoo at all. All right, let's go to the Rays uh, at home against Detroit. Uh, Charlie Morton's out. The 
Um, oh, yeah. Bill, yeah, your boy Sandoval's got Miller, too. Oh, my gosh. Lock and Look at that. Six to midnight. Grant just won six to midnight. Oh, yeah. No, I can't stand up right now. It'll be very awkward. <laughs> uh, back to Charlie Morton, the clear top player, right? Like, he should be the most expensive pitcher, I think, on the slate over Verlander, and he's not. Uh, going up against the AAA lineup that the, the Tigers are rolling out here. This lineup is just – it's trash. Uh, Morton's been extremely good. Huge K rates to both sides of the plate. Uh, Morton is the top pitcher. Whatever the ownership is, uh, let's see here. So I'm looking over on DK. We have Morton at 30%. I'm fine <laughs> going way over that if you have to. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to triple the field apparently with 100% Morton. Morton's just very good. This team is not very good. Yes, it's baseball. Anything can happen, but – this is not a good team that he's going against, and his curveball is absolutely filthy. Looking at these guys that are playing him, none of them are good at hitting a curveball. None of them are good at all at hitting anything. They can't hit a baseball. Horton's good. The problem is we don't know how far into the game he's actually going to go because they kind of limited his pitch count to an extent, but he doesn't walk guys, and they don't walk too much. I mean, we have Detmer, we have Rogers, both of them in there. I don't think that Detmer is going to continue his high walk rate, whereas Rogers might have showed enough power that where people are willing to pitch around him in the minors there. But outside of them, he's good to both sides of the plate. He has a massive K rate. This is one of the higher K lineups. There's bad bats. It's not very volatile. They have under a three implied team total. 2.46. You don't see that too often. So just play more. Just lock him in. Yeah, uh, Yahoo, I think I'd probably make every team with Morton on this. Uh, definitely not playing Morris. Uh, you can take some Tampa Bay bats. Uh, a guy like, uh, where where are these guys? Fam, $13 I think is pretty good. Duffy's hitting fifth. Probably don't want to use Duffy at third base, but hey, there's worse things you can do than play Matt Duffy hitting fifth for $10 today. But Fam is in some serious consideration, I think. He's, I think he's going to end up being like the first or second guy out of my cash lineup, but he's basically right, right on the border now of making my team on Yahoo. Yeah, Fam's not terrible. Aguilar's not a bad play. Norris still gives up a 39% hard contact rate to righties. For so, guy's a good bat. He's eight bucks. He's second base. You have like six different options at eight bucks at second base. I don't really suggest paying up at second base just because of the other options, even though there is one guy in the course game that is 11, I think is a very viable option. But for so, He's a good hitter going up against a bad pitcher and a terrible bullpen afterwards, batting six in the lineup with a five implied team total. He's the one most likely to probably hit a bomb in that entire lineup outside of day or no. So I like him, but that's pretty much it for me. All right. Let's talk St. Louis Cincinnati, where I think both pitchers are pretty interesting tournament plays on Yahoo tonight, right? You've got Castillo who brings big strikeout upside. He can drop the 30, 40 fantasy point night. Uh, at any given time and going up against St. Louis, it's not the best matchup in the world, but it's certainly not the worst. Uh, I think Castillo's in play and I'm, I'm actually, am I interested in Adam, Adam Wainwright grant? Are you on, are you on board? He's 29 bucks. I think that's a little bit too cheap. His recent form's pretty good. I know it's in Cincinnati. I know he's not a favorite in this game, but there's a lot of strikeouts. Look at this lineup without Votto in here, this lineup, strikeout 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 Wainwright is probably my GPP sleeper of the night right now I mean it's I don't think he's really that much of a sleeper uh he's got a we got two percent we got two percent on DK I think that's low but he's definitely gonna go low on tonight 
I mean, not a lot of people have a low implied team total do, or not a lot of teams do. He's going up against a team where he really struggled with lefties, and there's Galvis, there's Barnhart, there's Van Meter in the lineup. Vado's not in the lineup here, so he's going up against a decent amount of varieties. All the lefties in the lineup strike out a massive flip versus right-handed pitching, so his mediocre K rate versus lefties is still good enough. Brandy gives up hard contact, does give up a huge amount of fly balls. So it's really the walks and the hard contact. So guys are going to be hitting doubles, not home runs off of them in all likelihood, even though it is a good hitter's ballpark. Ks are there. I don't mind it. The problem is I just obviously have a giant bone bone for Sam. Yeah. Uh, I, I like Wainwright, not cash. Uh, tournaments, If he, he's not going to be 2%. He's certainly going to be a little higher than that. But uh, if, if you make builds and you have five teams and you have 20% Wainwright, you just have one of them with them, I'm cool with that. I think he's a, a pretty interesting play. Without Votto, this lineup looks pretty bad, and I, I think come out on the uh, the winning side of this game uh, if you don't like uh, Castillo. Um, what about bats? There's a couple of guys you can make some case for. So if you wanted to play a lefty, Van Meter's 10. I think that's a pretty good price. If you're not sold on Castillo, Fowler and Carpenter, these guys shouldn't be 8 and $9. I think they're probably a little bit too cheap. You've got Edmund hitting second. For $7 at second base, you can make a lot of these guys work if you want to. I don't think you need any of them, though. I think they're interesting. I don't, I don't even know if I, I certainly wouldn't like full stack either of these teams, but it's like cheap, what, 2 to 3% owned guys on Yahoo tonight. I think you can make a case for, for pretty much any of these DeJong, Senzel, Van Meter, Fowler, Edmund type of plays. Yeah, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Castillo's a good pitcher. And he isn't bad versus either side of the plate. I mean, he's much better versus righties, but he still has, like, a good pitching repertoire towards lefties. He gets guys off balance and gets ground balls with lefties because of his changeup. Fowler, Edmund, DeJong, Carpenter, all a little bit too cheap. They're all in play. They're all filler spots. Any one of them can end up hitting a bomb, um, but it's not terribly likely. Which so one's your just, favorite? I, I, if I had to pick one, probably Van Meter, right? I think he's my guy. He's ten bucks on Yahoo. That's you got. You need a, a couple of guys. He's second base. I think that fills a lot of holes tonight. I mean, it really doesn't fill too many holes. Um, like, look at the other guys. We have Noel for eight. I mentioned like seven different second basemen already that are cheap. Urias eight bucks. Nola is eight bucks. Frazier is nine bucks. Uh, and then we're going to get to Diaz in the Coors game, yep. who is eleven dollars. There's second base is a plethora of guys eleven dollars and under there. Van Meter's fine. I'm not going to argue with using him. We already talked about Wainwright's struggles versus lefties, but he's not an absolute must play. Uh, all right, let's go to Dodgers Atlanta. And this game for me, I, I don't know. I can't really come up with anything there's a couple of bats that are probably a little bit too cheap but Soroka's a, a very good real life pitcher but for fantasy wise oh look my computer's going crazy again I'm gonna have to figure out what this is something on a Skype bridge maybe maybe my Skype's act, acting up I don't think you guys can see that but I had a bajillion error messages anyway Soroka really good real life not great for fantasy ground balls weak contact not a lot of strikeouts and going up against the Dodgers he's 37 that's going to be a pass, and I don't think Maeda should be $39. I know he had his great outing last time out, but there were a lot of subpar outings before that. Uh, going into Atlanta, that's going to be a pass. This whole game is basically a stay away from me and Yahoo today. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of on the same page. Maeda and Soroka are both in play. 
Like they're guys that can't have decent outings. Both their price tags are decent, but there's a high implied total on this game. Both good pitchers and not really cheap enough batters. I mean, you can take a shot over on Belly at seventeen dollars. It's not a bad price tag. Seager at a shortstop position that doesn't really have a whole lot of great options at twelve bucks. He's been hot recently. It is hot over in Atlanta. So any of the guys that can hit a bomb, Peterson, Bellinger, Seager, are all in play. And then everyone over on the other side, over on Atlanta, is too expensive considering what they offer against Maeda. Maeda, great versus righties, not great versus lefties. If you want to play Freeman, that's fine, but it's $24. I don't suggest it over on Yahoo, maybe on a different site, but that's pretty much it. Give me a second here. I'm, something on my computer keeps going crazy, so I'm gonna, I got to close a couple of programs. You can't yeah. see it, but it's taking up my entire screen here. Britt, you got to be better at this. I'm here. I can't. I can't exit it. I guess I'm just going to have to do this with an air screen on, on my computer the whole time. At least you guys can't see it, so it's out of the way. Uh, all right, Minnesota, Texas, uh, minor Oda Rizzi. Uh, again, I don't think – all right, I can move the air screen. Out. Perfect. Um, probably not on these guys. It's like – you know, it's hot here in Syracuse. It's like 85 and sunny. It's 100 degrees in Texas today, Grant. So uh, really tough for me to use pitchers when it's 100 degrees outside. You've got that reverse jet stream looking pretty good in Texas today. Now, these are good pitchers, but the total's huge. It's 10 because of the weather out there today. I'm not really on either one of these guys. No pitchers for me. Yeah. Uh, bats in this game, is there anyone really standing out? I want to talk to you on on Crone, who a lot of people seem to like, but he hasn't – we're going to play this game quite a bit, right? Let's play when did C.J. Crone have his last extra base hit. Are you ready? Yesterday. Mm, was it Yesterday. That he had a bomb yesterday. Did he have a bomb yesterday? No, he had. He won one for five, according to the game log on Yahoo. Well, maybe I just hoped he did. So I believe uh, on August 30, he had a home run. Other than that, uh, there's just not a lot of power. He's getting a, a couple of hits, but no extra base hits. I'm, I'm still concerned that the injury he had is still lingering a little bit. I know he's 10 bucks. There's a couple other guys. I can mess around with. I'm, I'm not really interested in Crone at 10. Shortstop, if you need a cheap guy, you can play Andrews. There's a couple of ways he can score some points for you today. Um, you can make a case for Chu, too. I think Odorizzi, you know, reverse splits a little bit. You want the righties. But at 12 bucks with the heat out there, you can make a case for Chu. Uh, those would probably be my guys. I think I'm I'm, I'm not really on the Crone board. If, if anybody's out there talking about him, I think that's a pass for me today. Yeah, yeah, it's really just Andres and Chu. Chu is too cheap. Andres is too cheap. I hate playing Andres. He never does well for me. Of course, I paid him yesterday. I think he took four hits um, or two days ago. Whoops. But both those guys are too cheap. That's really all you want from this game. Yes, Crone is fine. His price is fine. You can go Polanco if you want, but he's more of a guy that is better from the left side of the plate than the right side of the plate. Has not hit too well against lefties so far in the season. Miner is still a decent pitcher. I mean, there's a chance that he does do something. There's a chance that once a bullpen gets in, some righties come in and he does something. But there are a few decent, cheaper shortstop options. I don't know if we can go in there. Well, my whole computer, oh, no. My computer, it's, a, it's no surprise. It's our uh, join.me error. I've come, I, I did some research on it. So I'm absolutely no surprise that that's what it is. But the, our uh, screen sharing service giving me a little bit of trouble right now. Uh, all right, let's go talk about, uh, Noah Syndergaard and Mike Montgomery, who I'm probably not playing Montgomery on Yahoo, but I'll talk about him on DraftKings in a second. First, let's talk Syndergaard, who if you bring up plate IQ, 
he's another one of these good real life pitchers ground balls weak contact but when it comes to fantasy we need strikeouts and the strikeouts are you know slightly above average but it's nothing to write home about however the KC lineup isn't exactly great especially towards the bottom of it today so where does he rank for you he's 46 bucks if I go to all pitchers I don't want to let's see here my computer's I have air screens all over. You guys can't see them. This is insane. I can't even see anything anymore. You um, should <laughs> blow those adult websites. You shouldn't be watching those during the show. It's not very good to watch it work. He's 46, right? Like we have Morton. I'm obviously going to play him. We talked about Corbin a little bit. We talked about a couple other cheaper plays and some plays we haven't even gotten to yet. So I think 46 is reasonable. I think I'd probably play him over Corbin, but it's really close. I'm just, I think I'm just on the outside looking in on Syndergaard, not someone I'm actively trying to get into my teams today. Yeah, I'm, I'm fading Syndergaard because of Morton, because of Corbin. Just not really worth it. I mean, yes, this is a decent strikeout matchup. I haven't checked on the weather today because I'm likely just avoiding pitchers here. Um, but there may be weather concerns. I don't know. Ask Roth. He's a meteorologist. Uh, but Syndergaard, just not really worth it for me. I'm not going to argue for it in tournaments, but I think I'd rather go Corbin. Okay, Roth has this as yellow. There's going to be some nasty storms uh, firing around KC at some point, but his favorite model has storms popping closer to midnight than game time. So I'll have to wait for the update on that. But uh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't have a lot of love for Syndergaard. I think he's uh, an okay play, but not someone I'm actively trying to, you know, get overexposed to or anything like that. Um, Montgomery, I want to talk about him on not so much Yahoo, at 29 that's an easy pass right i talked wainwright we've got uh, a couple other guys we'll hit on in a second but on DraftKings, he's he's just so cheap he's he's easily the the cheap garbage pitcher i'd want to have the most exposure to in like that 5000 tier uh the mets can be pretty bad he had a really good outing against detroit but let's be real that was probably more detroit than montgomery i think he can provide a serviceable outcome at 5200 on DraftKings, uh, or i think he's certainly in playing tournaments over there don't use him. End of analysis. No, that's it. All right, I like him. On, I like him on DK in tournaments today. That's fine. I'll take your money. All right, uh, let's go to the next game. Let's see here if I can get my computer to recover. We got a game in course today, Grant. Uh, I want to talk pitching first though, because John Gray is cheap on DK. He is well, not super cheap. Uh, he's eight K over there. He's thirty six, <clears throat> and it's Miami and. This is the interesting, is does Coors win or do does Miami matchup win in terms of wanting to roster John Gray tonight? I'm gonna pull yeah. up our I'm gonna pull up our ownership. Uh what do you what do you think it is on, on DK? His ownership on DK probably three percent, two percent. I'm gonna take the over on that for sure. Let's see. We've got him at fourteen percent right now, which I, I think that's probably pretty close to what he's gonna end up today. So how are you handling? I'm I'm not, I'm not using him. Like I get that there are some strikeouts. And this is not a great lineup, but the problem with the Miami lineup is they play over in Miami, so a lot of their numbers are very skewed. Um, they're going into a ballpark where there's not as much drop on the ball, so ground balls are less likely to happen, giving them more line drives. They can easily bat at John Gray like crazy. He can't really use his curveball as effectively in course as he can in other spots. Yes, the slider is still available. He does throw some heat, but this Miami team. Outside of Miami, he's not nearly as bad as people realize. He's going; They're going from essentially zero altitude to 5,000 feet of altitude, so the ball's not going to be dropping nearly as much. Gray is a decent real-life pitcher, yes, but we have 
multiple guys in the seven to eight K range that are better pitchers with more upside. The lines that they currently have in there versus varieties, only a 22% K rate versus varieties here. You're getting the Coors downgrade. I have no interest in John Gray. Uh, I think he's slightly interesting today. So I, I'm going to guess you're going to be Miami. I think their bats are going to be reasonably owned tonight. Again, I'm looking at the ownership. I see <clears throat> looks like Diaz is going to draw a lot of ownership. Brinson, who's super cheap as well. The rest of the guys, not too Neil much. Walker's now in the lineup. Yeah, Neil Walker's going to be hitting cleanup. What are we doing with the Miami bats? And then, of course, we'll talk about the Coors bats in a second, who are definitely underpriced. But guys like Diaz, uh, how much is how much is Walker on Yahoo? Seven. He's seven. So what are, what are we going to do with these guys? I think Diaz looks pretty good, and Walker uh, also is. What position is he on? Third. Which. Yeah, that's tough because <laughs> now you got to take out Arenado to, to use him. So it's pretty interesting here. Yeah, no, it's Diaz, it's Walker, it's Brinson. Brinson may not be a good player, but the dude does actually have some decent talent with him. I think they got rid of Yelch for him. I don't know. They got rid of some all-star for <laughs> Yeah, fair, fair trade in that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been trashed here, but he's also playing over in Miami. He's a pretty big fly ball guy, and he's a pretty big hard contact guy. He's grand. He just strikes out at a massive flip. He's not had good numbers all year long, but he's batting seventh in Coors on the road teams will guarantee that ninth inning at bat going up against John Gray, who is better versus righties and lefties, but it's not a drastic amount. And if he's going to hit fly balls and hit hard, I'm calling a Brinson home run today. That's, that's my, that's my home run call there. But Diaz, Walker, Brinson are the three guys I really like that I think I'm going to be starting my lineups with in all honesty over on Yahoo, just because their pricing, what allows you to get, uh, Brinson on DraftKings. I think that's where we want to play him today. Not, not. I'm not playing Brinson on Yahoo. I just want to make sure we're on the same page here, right? I'm playing Brinson on Yahoo for seven dollars. You're even doing that? All right. I think on the DraftKings. I'm getting a home run. Why would I not do it? I guess so. The DraftKings 2.2K. That's what looks really nice to me. Um, I don't even. He can get a zero, and I'm okay at 2.2K. Just you get a zero at seven dollars. It's minimum price, and still be okay. Yeah, I understand where you're coming. I don't think he's going to make my Yahoo team, but I, I do think I understand where you're coming from. I think Diaz and then Neil Walker are, are kind of the two guys very interesting now on Yahoo. And uh, Walker's definitely going to draw some ownership today as well. So just yeah. keep that in mind. What's going to be really popular is the the Charlie Blackman. The I know Arenado's, he's not even expensive. He's 18, but you can get Blackman at 20. Blackman should be $27 on Yahoo today. He's 20 bucks. Uh, you can get story stories really expensive. He's 24, but you can make that work. There's always so many good $7 plays. You can get guys like this into your lineup pretty easily. Um, I think like Blackman's got to be a centerpiece of just about any team you make on Yahoo today. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely the top overall pay up on this slate. He's in the outfield, which obviously there's some other cheap outfielders. So there's a little bit of, marginal benefit to paying up for him and paying somewhere else down but i i like i was looking forward to playing murphy uh but he's not in the lineup i guess lonzo oh, that's no good oh lonzo's in there yeah i mean which lonzo could apparently hit in course so i don't mind that play now uh arenado's a little bit too cheap at 18 dollars decent pivot off of neil walker story shortstop stuff you're either paying for story or paying all the way down but yeah, that's that's basically it. And then Daza is batting eight for seven bucks. Who would you rather play Daza or Brinson? Neither on Yahoo. <laughs> and Brinson easily on DraftKings. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
yeah, so there's that one. Uh, Murphy being out is quite a bummer. I was definitely going to talk him up, but he's not in the lineup. So I guess we got to go right past that one. Uh, going to San Francisco, Arizona. Uh, if you subscribe to the bat, the bat likes Mike Leak today. Um, I'm slightly interested in him. I don't know if I'd, he's going to make like my cash team SP2 on Yahoo. He's 34 bucks. I think there's some other guys I can play instead of him. You got the roof closed though. You've got the Giants lineup. What, what are you doing with League today? I'm, I'm sort of teetering. Whether on, on DraftKings, I think he makes a little bit more sense than he does on Yahoo. Not playing him on Yahoo. Not playing him on DraftKings. Uh, like I get that League is cheap. He's just sick. Okay, get the extra grand and get Sandoval, like or two grand and get Sandoval. If you really need someone in that range, yeah, League's fine. I mean, I don't like him. I really just don't like him at all. Uh, but. It's a Giants team that's not very good. The roof is closed, like you said. It's a decent pitcher or pitcher's ballpark here. Doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, but there are some strikeouts in this lineup here. It's more about run prevention and that price tag is the reason why you play them. I'm not doing it, but I understand why you would. Yeah, it's just um, I'm sort of teetering. Uh, if this was not in Arizona with the roof closed in the humidor, I don't think I would do it even against San Francisco. But he does. He's got a lot of contextual factors, uh, contextual factors working for him. Uh, so he is slightly interesting. Uh, as far as bats, if you were going to use any, there's a couple. You can make a case for Brandon Belt. He's eight bucks, and he's just having a really bad year. I, I, I still don't know if I'd use Brandon Belt at eight bucks on a 15 game slate. I think there's still probably some some better options out there. But he's about the the only bat from this game I, I could actually find a use for. David Peralta at 12 bucks is another one. He's just he's too good to be 12 bucks, and uh, against Samarja. Those are probably the two guys I'm looking at. Yeah, it's Peralta for me. You can use Belt. I'm not using him. This is a slight ballpark upgrade, but yeah. Peralta is actual decent bat. I was using Hunter Renfro instead, but I'm going to be swapping all that over to Belt or to Peralta just immediately after the show. But outside of him, you can use Lamb for eleven dollars. It's not the worst decision in the world if you need cheap first base. And Rojas isn't bad at eleven dollars if you don't really want to use Diaz. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Uh, let's go to the A's Houston. We've got Verlander on the mound. So if, if this slate plays out a hundred times, is Verlander going to perform better than Morton 33% of the time? Yeah. Like, that's, that's probably going to be about their ownership difference today. I think it's going to be like three to one, something like that. Maybe even a little bit, you know, two to one, three to one, something like that. Yeah, Verlander has a better chance of going later into the game. I and mean, realistically, the league game shutout isn't in the cards for Morton, but it is for Verlander. I'm probably going to have some Verlander-Morton lineups over on Yahoo. Uh, but he can go 105, 110 pitches in any given game here. He can get double-digit strikeouts. I'm going to be using Verlander along with Morton just when I'm feeling real, real, real frisky here. Um, but he's a guy that can go late into games and he strikes out guys at a massive clip. He's going up against a tough Oakland team, but Olsen's one of the bats you really are worried about. And Verlander is striking the lefties out of a 37% clip. Davis is a guy that you would worry about, but he's just been trashed. Oh, yeah. No no chance. Look, look at this. You want What did I play the one, the CJ Crone game for extra base hits? Look at, look at this for Chris Davis. You need extra base hits out of Chris Davis. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. All right, I got a double on July 30th, boys. All right, I'm scrolling. I got another double on July 18th. So in the past month, he's had two extra base hits, Grant. I mean, he's just, 
he's hurt. I don't care if he's 2,900 on Yahoo or on DraftKings. I don't care if he's seven on Yahoo. Dude is not making my lineups tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going up against Verlander, not worth it. Bad for this game, it's a cross-off. I mean, you can get Chapman at $7. He's been hot recently. Don't mind that. He's a much better hitter than people realize because uh, he plays over in Oakland, but this is in Oakland. I'm fine with him at $7 just because he's been priced, but I don't have a huge amount of interest. Yeah, Astro is just a little bit too expensive on Yahoo to, to get too much consideration. All right, we've been talking about Patrick Sandoval, at least you have, uh, you know, all, all show. Uh, it's 30 bucks. He's the guy, uh, I'm, instead of using Leak, uh, I'm thinking of using Sandoval. It's against the White Sox. The White Sox lineup strikeout. Uh, and he's thrown, he's thrown 95 and 96 pitches. His Achilles heel are the walks, but Chicago, the White Sox don't walk a lot. He's kind of like the guy I'm eyeing as my SP2 tonight, and, and you're certainly not going to disagree with me. He's going to be the highest scoring pitcher on the slate. Oh, right, now, now you're full of hooey, Grant. Okay. Um, I haven't done one of these in a while. With you, beer chug bet. Sure, yeah. Again, Next time we have together. We're chugging. I'll, I'll take him. I'll take. I'll take Morton against Sandoval. I won't even give you the whole slate. But wait, wait what? What? What scoring are you using? Just DK? Uh, well, we're on, we're doing a Yahoo show, so there's a Yahoo. Yeah, we're using Yahoo scoring. Hooey! Yeah, so, all right, I'll, I'll do that with you. And that's just it's a win win for you and a win lose for me if I have to chug the beer because I I am the Aaron Rodgers of beer chugging. Yeah, I think I stole Dean like five, so I'm going to knock him out on the golf course tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what about bats in this game? Not actively targeting too many from this. Trout's probably just a little bit too expensive when you think about uh, all the other bats that are out there today. It's just, it's mainly mainly all about Sandoval for me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really just Sandoval. I mean, looking at pricing on all these guys, like I don't really want to play Angels. Because Giolito's a good pitcher. If he's going to get into trouble, it's probably going to be walks. So Trout's always in play. But outside of him, are you, are you using any Giolito? I'm just I'm not really on him today in in Los Angeles. I mean, I'm fine with it. We got the lineup out now, and there are some strikeouts in it. Like, is a tournament play? It's not a bad idea. Like him, Syndergaard, and Corbin are all in the same price range, and Giolito's going to come in at by far the lowest ownership out of all those guys and potentially could put up a better outing than them. So I don't hate Giolito in tournaments, um, but they have to be bigger field tournaments. Over on Yahoo, I don't know if there's a big enough one for it to be worth it. Over on the White Sox side, the bats, I mean, Aloy, maybe, but like I said, Sandoval's massive changeup is causing reverse splits. I don't want to go with any of them outside of maybe Aloy at 12 bucks. but I already mentioned it, Peralta's 12 bucks too, so don't go with them. Um, all right, let's fill in a quick lineup. If you guys have QQ, start throwing them into chat, and we'll round out the show. We just got through all 15 games, and we'll only have a couple of minutes for uh, some of your questions. Uh, all right, let's throw in some of our favorite plays on Yahoo. Uh, I got Morton Sandoval as our pitching combo grant. Sound good to you? Yep, and then lock in Gary the Goat at catcher. All right, I can do that one. I, I'm definitely playing uh, a $20 Charlie Blackman, so I'm going to throw him in the outfield. Let's just go back and forth. Let's fill in a couple – must must plays today. I don't know if there are too many must plays. Let's go with JP Crawford. You like Crawford? Do you think we need to go that low? How much money do we have left per player? Fourteen. All right, all right. Let's not go that low. It's their own story. Yeah, I think we can. I think we can make this work today. So let's see. Let's throw in Story and Arenado and just even see if we can make something weird happen here. 
Like Arenado should not be eighteen dollars. That's crazy. Like, like yeah, Morton Sandoval, Sanchez, Arenado, Story, Blackman, and you still have eleven dollars. I, I think it's pretty easy to round out the rest of your lineup here. Yeah, yeah. Go Van Meter. I don't want to give out the whole lineup, Grant. Right? You were look, we're staring at my cash team here on Yahoo. Today. Yeah, that, that's what I was worried about. I'm like, well, we have. <laughs> Most of my cash game team in here. Do I want to keep going? <laughs> so, yeah, here's uh, these are some of our favorite plays. If you're playing cash games or you're looking for what's going to be some of the most popular plays on Yahoo today, I think we probably uh, have right here. Uh, all right, QQs. Guys, I don't see any. Devin, where are they at? My, my computer's about to fry over here, apparently, with all these boxes I got on the screen. Throw in the YouTube QQs. Uh, again, I, I want to note, uh, Yahoo for football week one million dollar tournament, right? That's one with what's that six zeros after it, Grant? You're, you used to do uh, math and all that sort of thing. That's a lot of money. It's a $25 entry fee, but it's rake free. That means all one million dollars, if that thing even fills, gets paid back out. Basically, the best possible tournament you can, you know, expect a, a DFS site to offer. So make sure to jump into that, check it out for football. Um, I know we'll have our lineup builder. We'll have all sorts of articles and things like that uh, for your premium members. So make sure to go check that out as well as the best ball. If you like a NFL product for best ball, you can get that over on Yahoo as well. Uh, so give them some money. Uh, I like, I like Grant week, week one of football season. I, I didn't think we, you know, two years ago, I didn't really think we'd have so many Christmases, but it, it just every week one is just Christmas every year for football. Oh yeah. Gosh, got a lot of some. Most of these contests are probably overlay, so you're you're getting negative rate, guys. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be great. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. Uh, I don't really see any QQs in the chat, so Grant, let's talk favorite stacks for tonight. Uh, so what's gonna be popular? The Red Sox. I mean, this isn't really on Yahoo. They're not gonna be popular, but the Red Sox cores. They're gonna be popular. What do you got? That's not one of those. I mean, it's not one of those a little bit tougher. I mean, you could potentially do the Rays. It's not a great ballpark, but they're going to go low-owned. So going with them, uh, Texas versus Odorizzi, I think, is a decent spot there. Only five and five total. Odorizzi's due for some negative regression. Has not been really a great pitcher all year long, and it's 98 degrees, and the wind and the humidity, everything kind of plays towards the bats. Um, potentially, you could go the Diamondbacks as an off-board stack. Um, and... I guess, like, there's not really a whole lot of stacks. Most of my research has been to Yahoo. Mm -hmm. So not really a whole lot of stacks. If you're not, yeah, so if you're on draft, I pulled up Slate IQ. If you're not stacking Boston, Colorado, or Miami, you're going to be really off the board tonight. Those three are easily clear in the way, and then everyone's kind of just jumbled up in the middle of that. So if you're looking to get off the board a little bit, those are the teams that have a, a lot of uh, high-scoring potential in Boston and Colorado, Miami, because they're in cores and they're cheap. But anything else is going to be pretty non-chalky uh, if you end up stacking some teams. The QQs have rolled in. We'll get a couple of these. Uh, Wag expect tonight, Grant, a uh, hard no from me. Hard uh, no from me. Uh, thoughts on using a couple of value San Francisco bats for cash on Fantasy Draft? Absolutely not. I will not be using San Francisco bats on my Fantasy Draft cash team. Same Z. I see you over there all the time, too. So uh, let's see. Summarize your thoughts on Gary Sanchez in the catcher position. Uh, over I mean, on Yahoo, just do it. Over on other sites, you can pick. Yeah, I think uh, if you're on DK, uh, I don't even think he's the optimal catcher on Yahoo. Yes, for cash and tournaments. The price is so good. He's going to be what? I mean, 
30, 40% Yahoo tournaments. So I, I wouldn't mind swerving because once you get to be a, you know, on a 15 game slate in baseball, when you're 30 or 40% on in a tournament, you're definitely not the correct tournament play. So if I was playing a tournament on Yahoo, probably wouldn't play Gary Sanchez as my catcher today. Um, Wade LeBlanc on FanDuel. No. no. <laughs> uh, thoughts on Tampa Bay righty stack versus Norris. Yes. Yeah. I think the one thing with Tampa Bay is I don't know if they have enough to be the winning stack tonight. So I, I, I like like a one or two of them or a, like a three man stack. I don't know if I'd full man stack them if that makes sense to you. Uh, favorite third base play. We'll get out of here. Uh, I mean, on, on Yahoo, there's this guy called Nolan Arenado, Grant. Nolan Arenado, Matt Chapman, Neil Walker. Sounds good. All right. We're going to get on out of here. Dean is coming up next. Uh, and then we're going to have crunch time. Stay tuned. Uh, Roth is, should update the weather. If you were trying to use Cinderguard or worried about rain in that game, you can check his weather report for that, and he'll have that updated soon. And, of course, he'll be on crunch time uh, to give you up-to-date weather on clothes. Uh, Grant, it's been a fun hour, my dude. Uh, I got to go make some lineups, and uh, I got to try to figure out how to win first place in that million-dollar tournament for uh, week one on football. Good luck. All right. That's going to do it. Thanks for watching, everybody. He's Grant. I'm Britt, and we out you. Hey, kids. To the Monkey Night Fight Show here on Roto Grinders. I am Turk Ferguson. I'm bringing you some of my favorite props over on Monkey Night Fight. If you have not signed up for yet, making bad life choices, sign up using the promo code Grinders. Get a free 100% deposit bonus on your first $50. That's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and it is yours. And you don't even have to do any research. Just watch these videos a few times a week, throw in these props, and let the money roll in. Got four of them for you today two in the Washington game, two in the Boston game. Stay tuned. My first prop here, it's a two out of three rapid fire in the Washington game. All right, so first we have Rendon versus Yelch. Yes, Yelch is the better hair, but Yelch is going up against Corbin, who's the much better pitcher. Corbin is absolutely elite versus lefties. 39% K rate on the season here. So Yelich has the much worse matchup compared to Rendon going up against Hatler, who is the worst pitcher. Rendon is getting the tiebreaker. Isn't that much worse of a hitter. So I'm rolling with Rendon. Next up, Turner versus Soto. This one was a little bit tougher. Hauser is better versus righties than lefties. But Turner is getting the tiebreaker, batting higher in the order in a game that they should win. So Soto could potentially get one less at bat here. And Turner is getting the tiebreaker. That's a big deal in this game that has over a five and play team total for the Nationals here. So I'm rolling with Turner. Next up, Braun versus Adams. I'm rolling with Braun strictly because of the tiebreaker. Adams is probably worse batter here. Braun is getting the platoon flip. So is Adams. But I'm rolling with Braun here just because of the tiebreaker. It's just that simple. All right, next up, my second prop here, it's a two out of three over under in that same game. All right, so we have Corbin over under 6.5 Ks. Vegas currently has him pegged for 7.5 Ks. There are a few lefties in this lineup, which increases Corbin's strikeout upside. As I mentioned, that 39% K rate, two lefties here. 
I'm rolling with the over. Vegas agrees with me. It's a good matchup, and Corbin can go over 100 pitches. So even if he's getting beat up a little bit by the bats here, still going to get those strikeouts, end up with 7-plus. So I'm rolling with the over. Next up, Yelich over under 1.5 total bases. This is tough. I never want to take under 1.5 when I'm going with Yelich. But as I said, Corbin, super elite versus lefties here. 39% K rate. Yelich may not put a ball in play the first few at-bats here. So I'm rolling with the under. Last up, Soto over under 1.5 hits slash walks. Again, I mentioned he's batting fifth in the order on the home team. That's probably going to win here. So an extra at-bat may not be in the cards for him. So he's probably going to have to go two out of four here. And so I'm rolling the under. It's not very likely that that happens. Yes, Hauser does walk left. He's at a pretty decent clip. But he's still a decent pitcher. There's still not a high implied total for Milwaukee. I'm going with the under. All right, next up, we have my third prop. It's a two out of three over under in the Boston game. All right, so we have Porcello over under 5.5 Ks. Vegas currently has him pegged at 4.5 or 5.5 Ks. And heavy, heavy juice on the under. Yes, Boston or Baltimore is a very heavy K lineup. But Porcello, a very low K pitcher, around 17%, has not been great over the last few months here. Could get blown up here. It's not very likely, but it's in a good hitting ballpark. And he's just not a high strikeout pitcher. Roll the under. Next up, Brooks over under 3.5K. Wow, this is a low line here. But Brooks is a very, very bad pitcher going up against a very good team. Boston currently has the highest implied run total on the entire board here. Brooks only an 18% K rate guy going up against a below average strikeout team. Brooks could be out in about two innings. Not very good. Three Ks is ambitious. And so I am taking the under here. Last up, Mancini over under 1.5 total bases. I'm going with the over. Porcello is not that great of a pitcher, and Mancini is one of the few good batters on the team here. Porcello, 5.3% or 5.3 XFIP, 18% K rate going up against Mancini, 258 ISO, 380 Woba. Lots and lots of juice on the over of actually getting a hit for Mancini around three, minus 300. So he's probably going to get a hit with his ISO numbers. He's probably going to get a double considering that Porcello still is not a very good pitcher. So you roll the over there. All right, last up, we got my fourth prop. Before I get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube. It lets you know exactly when those videos come out, and so you can get these props in before they go down. Most of the time, they stay up all day, but anything can happen. Changes the lineups can change that, so you want to get them in early. And don't forget to ask any questions or leave any of your favorite props over on the comments section. But let's get to my last prop of the night. It's a two out of three rapid fire in the Boston game. All right, so we have Porcello versus Brooks here. Porcello giving up 2.5. I don't care. That's a stupid line. I'm not going to lie. It's Brooks going up against Baltimore or going up against Boston and Porcello going up against Baltimore. Baltimore, four implied run total. Boston, 7.45. Porcello can go later into the game. More strikeouts, less runs. All these just make me think Porcello is the easy lock here. Next up, Martinez versus Betts here. Both of them are going up against the same bad pitcher. Both of them are very good. Similar numbers on the year. Grand JD's much better versus lefties. But this is a toss-up almost every single time. So you roll with the guy getting the tiebreaker and you move on. It's that simple whenever it's this guy versus that guy. Last up, Devers versus Mancini. Devers is a much, much better hitter with the platoon split here. Brooks, 380 Woba, 284 ISO versus lefties. Devers, 281 ISO. 438 Woba versus righties. Devers is so much the better hitter in the better lineup. 
with more guys on base, with more of a chance of being hit in, with more of a chance of being RBIs, and the better overall hitter, plus he's getting the tiebreak. Absolute lock and load here. You take Devers. It's very simple. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. We'll be back again next week giving you some more props. I am out of here. See you, kids. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is going on, Roto-Grinders? Dean here. That's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. It's 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock West Coast time, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which I think is Louisville time as well. Of course, I'm inside with the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called, it's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today is Blender, a.k.a. Jordan, a.k.a. also another person that stays at home. Uh, it's 4 o'clock, right, Louisville? Is that Oh, we're in Eastern time. We're in Eastern. People don't realize that. We have very late nights since we're right at the edge of the Eastern time zone. So, no, we're we're not on Tennessee time like, uh, you know, you hicks down there. Really? That's <laughs> we're going there. The man in Kentucky. All right, well, well, let's let that go. First of all, just so you know, you said we don't realize it. Nobody even acknowledges you, your existence for the most part. We don't think about what time it is in Louisville. Just... At least I don't. It's not something that's going to cross. 5.01 Kentucky time. There you go. Uh, the entire state? Yeah. No, just Louisville. I, it's technically wrong. So whatever. It's it's time. That's all that matters. It's time. I did want to get all technical. And yes, it is time. It's 2 o'clock before 2 o'clock. It's 2 hours before. It's 2 o'clock on the West Coast, of course. But it's 2 hours before uh, lock time. That's the only thing that really matters. And if you want to get all technical, I guess 2 hours and like 2 minutes and change. We don't have time for pleasantries. Uh, speaking of time, because we got a full 15-game slate blender. Uh, we, we still got to mention uh, uh, Dave, cheese is good, and and Big T are at the, the for the, the DraftKings MLB Live final this weekend because I made a little thing just to cheer him on. Okay. Because obviously he's not going to play soccer this weekend so I can get my money back. <laughs> busy over there. But I, I, I got his gift for him. So, so like, I'm rooting him on with my little, you know, whatever, that the Danny McBride gift that he always uses. Kenny Powers, yeah. You know Kenny Powers. Yeah, oh, whatever. It's annoying as hell. So I, I just I just try to, like, there you go, little. Who doesn't like Kenny? You don't like Eastbound and Down? Oh, I don't watch that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. The last time I watched anything, it was probably five years ago. I don't, I don't what know. What do you do? You don't leave the house and you don't watch anything? Like, what are you doing all day? I'm playing DFS and making money, baby. <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel like you should watch something. It's you have uh, like access to these things. Then yes, yes, I watch Netflix and stuff. But I mean, there's so much content out there. It's like, do I watch Eastbound and Down, or do I watch? Uh, do I do I uh, read Jesus Good Premiums article? I read the article. Well, you could do both. <laughs> Not at the same time. I got to pay attention to the television. I think you're sleeping like 18 hours a day. There's some, there's a, definitely a time. Uh, something I can't kind of piece to piece together as far as what's going on otherwise. But we, uh, I guess that's for another podcast, for another show. And uh, you mentioned it's not, it's also Kirk D's. I know Cal. Uh, I'm pretty sure Cal's there as well, too. Uh, one of the founders here at RG. Uh, several of the members uh, for Rotor Runners as well, too. Uh, they were on Wrigley Field. Uh, they were at Wrigley Field today. I believe they're taking some batting practice out there. So I don't really know how it went down. But uh, you, it you probably went down very embarrassingly. It probably did. Fade everybody, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm playing all the pitchers in that one. Yeah, what, what is it? You have your puke stacks, but you're not going to stack the RG community hitting. No, you fade fade all those guys when I mean, they actually have a piece of wood in their hands, right? Right, like the big T's probably going to be priced up to fifty one hundred. Like there's no way I'm playing them <laughs> unless Jason Vargas is pitching, and then I'm all over it. Uh, I looked, and Jason Vargas, I thought it'd be great if he was pitching tomorrow. Unfortunately, he's not. So uh, big T's not going to be put to the test. Yeah, good luck to everybody out there in Chicago. Good times, uh, cheese, and the whole crew. Uh, Tonight's slate, it's a it's a big one. It's a lot going on. Not not a lot of puke arms. Well, there is some puke arms, but like there's a lot of elite arms too. What's the opposite of a puke arm? What, do you have a term for that? Uh, just a, a good pitcher that most probably will get you points that I I don't play and then kind of kick myself for not playing him. 
Fair enough. I feel like that's a little wordy. There's probably a quicker way of saying that. There's probably an acronym, but I, I, not, I don't have time to make the acronym for that. You actually do have the time. You're not doing anything is what we surmised. You can definitely figure it out. But, uh, yeah, as far as the slate tonight, you know, Verlander obviously against Oakland. Verlander, massive Ks, not a ton of walks. Uh, you know, he goes longer than pretty much anybody else do as far as uh, his ability to stay in the game, as far as the number of pitches he can throw. You got Charlie Morton against against the Tigers, you know, in a nut matchup. Detroit, of course, pretty dreadful. They strike out a fair bit, too. Morton, the thing about him, there's one that kind of a pushback on him. He's not necessarily going to go – he's not likely to go seven, eight innings necessarily. Six and change kind of sort of they stop. I suppose he can go seven. G. Lito versus the Angels. Castillo versus St. Louis. Corbin versus Milwaukee. You got Thor versus KC. All the studs, man. How do we how do we kind of like uh parse through them? Well, Morton's playing the Tigers, so like he could throw 83 pitches and get through 12 innings against the Tigers. So like he's he's obviously the top the, the chalk pitcher of the entire slate. I mean, just from a matchup perspective, that the, the Tigers implied run total is under three pitching in Tampa, which yeah. means that the Tigers get a ballpark downgrade. So, like, the, the only reason that you fade Morton is for ownership leverage. I think he's the cash game SP1 easily. Uh, and, I mean, you could, if Morton wasn't on the slate, then he'd play Verlander. And if Verlander wasn't on the slate, you'd play Castillo. Or, or I mean, Syndergaard against the, the Royals. I mean, I don't think you could necessarily go wrong uh, if you told me who you were going to play in this range for, for GPPs. But I think it's more interesting to – be under Morton if he's going to be 30-plus percent owned on a 15-game slate. I'm not saying that Morton gets blown up, but if Morton puts up a 20-point score, he has a good outing. Like, we could have we could have a lot of these 10K guys that complete game shutout, and you get him at a third of the ownership, that may be better. Yeah, we also have a couple guys lurking in the mid-tier where if you want to load up on bats, obviously you live in the world of a salary cap, can't have the best arms, can't have the best sticks, doesn't really work that way. And we have a couple games, you know, Coors, uh, Colorado specifically, uh, with a monster team total in Boston. Last I saw was creeping up to eight uh, against Baltimore, which, uh, you know, so you're going to want to grab those bats as well, too, or at least, you know, kind of make things work, especially from a cash game perspective. Uh, and it's just interesting, it's interesting trying to figure out how to prioritize who. And you mentioned Morton, 29.7%, K% percent on the season. Uh, the matchup against Detroit, obviously, is prime. Uh, as far as his splits this year, he's striking out just short of 33% of lefties. Uh, 28% of righties, and this is a mostly right-handed lineup for Detroit for what it's worth. But like you said, they, there's a, a good bit of case in there. Goodrum Dixon, uh, specifically at over 30% each this year. Dimitri in a small sample at 37%. Rogers at 30 Collectively, it's just, uh, what, 22.4, which is not a massive number because at the top, there are some contact guys in Reyes, Lugo in a small sample, and Miggy Cabrera. We know the power is kind of zapped, but he is probably going to get a hold of the, the ball. Um, Verlander against Oakland, that should be, uh, you know, again, he's the priciest amongst the group, but uh, justifiably so. Um, who kind of misses the cut for you? I, I imagine, are you MMEing tonight? Are you going to fire out a bunch yeah, of yeah, I, got, I got 150. I'm ready to go. Okay. Hopefully so I don't, I don't miss the Cleveland like last night and, and end up, uh, I, I still made money, but how did you miss Cleveland last night? That's like, that was like perfectly right up your alley. They were sort of ignored. Oh, I played other ignored. <laughs> I played other, okay. I played the Mets and the A's and they, they did well, but it would, you take the Indians off the slate and maybe I make $50,000, but not, not when I have, I have like a, I have a hundred lineups and I have one, one lineup of a Kipnis one-off like that ain't going to cut it. 
Uh, when when uh, it's never a good sign when like Ford is out there pitching in the eighth inning against the stack you don't have any shares of. <laughs> that just uh, did not go well. Santana absolutely annihilated a baseball off him. I don't know if he caught that or not. He hit strike somebody out. He struck out the catcher, I believe, which is uh, good for him. Uh, but yeah. But, but if I'm going to cut anyone out of this top range to get to get to get back to to, to, to reality here for this slate. Like, now, there's no yesterday, right? Don't you say that? Like, that was yesterday. Who cares? We don't care. Why are we talking about yesterday? I don't care about tomorrow. We care. About, it's just daily fantasy sports. Right. D. That's what the D stands for in daily. All we care about is tonight. Talk about tonight. Uh, the, the guy that I'll, I'll be under, it depends. Like, to me, it's an ownership thing. Uh, Cindergaard, uh against the Royals. I think his K, K upside is lower than the other guys on the slate in their matchups. So, like, if, if Syndergaard is currently projected at 15% ownership, now, like some of this ownership, I don't necessarily agree with. I don't know if I don't know if that the hamsters in the ownership machine oh that Gino has are, are doing their job because to some of these guys, I uh, like I, I disagree with. Well, we always say it's fluid, and the the closer and closer we get to lock, the, the more accurate it becomes. Well, what, what's the one you take umbrage with? I'm taking a peek Sandoval at Sandoval at two percent. You got to be kidding me. Uh, Sandoval will be higher than 2% owned. I hey, you agree with me. The hamsters are wrong. Well, I mean, how, imagine taking the under on that. No, the, he'll probably be, I'll say he'll be at least 10% actually. Okay. Okay. But that affects everything. Yeah. But he's, uh, Jamino's doing great in NFL preseason. So if you're, <laughs> if you're in the discord, join the discord, the NFL preseason chat is, is, is a tilt fest. A lot of nights I go Tell in the, the people what that is because if the pre members probably have it. Well, they definitely have it. They just don't realize they have it. So tell them what it is. Tell them what they're missing out on. Right, just sign. Discord's a free app, and it's free on the web or whatever. It's a, it's an open source chat platform, and Roto Grinders has a server. And if you're a premium member, we have channels for every sport. And uh, I mean, we chat in there all like for MLB. Like the chat is going essentially twenty four seven. So like, if you're up in the morning, people are talking about. If there's a showdown at noon, people are talking about it. If it's eleven o'clock at night, people are we're we're, we're pointing out dongs. We're tilting stuff. We're like, I got this. I I got this going. Posting some, you know, lineups. <laughs> so it's a whole community in there. So and like NFL, it's already going for preseason. So if you want to like all the scoop on like the beat writers and and what's going on, who's playing, who may get more time, whatever. Jamino's in there, and Alan Lem is in there. A whole bunch of people. Alex there. Dunlop's in there for football as well. And, and it's the, and the members are are sharp too. Like everybody's kind of bouncing ideas off each other. All sort of foreign sources from Twitter and. Uh, you know, during the NFL regular season, there's like very few secrets, but during preseason, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like nuggets that are kind of sort of hiding on Twitter. And it's a lot easier to do as a community, as opposed to taking it on as one person. And uh, I've been in there during the preseason NFL and it's a lot of good information. And again, if you guys are premium members, by all means, take advantage of that. And I know you're lurking in there often as well. I see, uh, I just took a peek at the baseball one and you were in there uh, just before the show. Apparently the last thing oh, you said, been, I, I've been open all day. So like you could always notify, you know, mention me in discord and uh, it's on my phone. It's in, on my screen. I typically answer any anything, any question, anything that that's in there. I know Andy Means is always in there. There's a whole bunch of people. I mean, it's if you're not taking advantage of that as a premium member, I think it, it may be one of the most valuable pieces of your membership. The last thing you said at 3:59 uh, Kentucky time. No, not Kentucky. Well, certain parts of Kentucky time, but Tennessee time. You said chalk. There's no context. Just it just says chalk. No, I was talking about Alonzo at first base. Take a look at the. the, the you gotta, I don't have time. We're doing a show. I don't have time to read the whole thing. We're doing. I'm multitasking. Right. I save all the time that I do nothing throughout the day, and I do it all at once during <laughs> the show. Fair enough. Uh, and as far as you know, so so Syndergaard, like you said, the K rate's not particularly special. He's jumping into the AL. 
you know, he, he pitches in a positive ballpark. KC positive ballpark as well, taking on a DH. Uh, as far as the lineup he's going to face today, you know, the Kansas City hitters, we know it's a tale of two cities with them because uh, the, the front of the lineup is pretty good. The back of the lineup is pretty dreadful. Uh, there are a good, a good bit of case too with, with like Starling in there. Who is Phillips? Is this the guy that was like a prospect for like Milwaukee? Rick Phillips. He played for like Milwaukee a couple years ago, right? I don't know. I don't know Eastbound and Down, so why would I know uh, Brett Phillips? How do you not know Eastbound? <laughs> yeah, that's a show you got to get on. There's a lot of shows. I'll make a list for you if you want. But uh, Phillips is, I guess, getting promoted from the minor leagues. I, he hasn't played baseball this year, at least in the majors. Um, yeah, okay. Just, gonna, just, just kind of seeing him pop it up here uh, in the lineup versus Syndergaard. Uh, and as far as guys you're cutting from that list, is Giolito, is he making the cut? Uh, I think uh, if he's going to come in at 1%, I'm going to have some of them. Yeah. 5%? 4%? Yeah, something like that. Whatever he fits in. I, uh, the most attractive options up here for their ownership is going to be like guys like Castillo and Corbin. I, I think Castillo is going to be higher than 9%, but I don't mind playing him against St. Louis. Uh, it, Castillo, I think, has the highest swing and strike rate on the entire slate. And then Corbin, like, he is essentially elite to lefties. And Milwaukee has lefties, and they're getting a ballpark kind of ballpark downgrade. Uh, most people don't like targeting Milwaukee because of their lefty power bats. But you know, if, if Corbin's going to come in at around ten percent ownership, I I could definitely see having more of the more than that. There's just two, I believe, in the lineup. Let's take a peek. Yeah, so it's Yelich and Mustakas, the only two lefties. Of course, that's two of their better hitters. Uh, and like you said, he is death the lefties as far as you know, forty percent K rate, which is pretty awesome. An ISO versus lefties of .067, which is awesome. Uh, a 248 Woba as well. So uh, those guys will be subdued. Somebody just hit me up. I just heard the nut, the sound effect. Uh, I, we mentioned Discord, and all of a sudden, somebody added me. I don't know if they're adding you as well, but there you go. Uh, live on air. Somebody, I, you just encouraged that, I assume. Well, it's just a coincidence. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, I think Corbin is certainly in play. Of course, the case against righties, he's going to see most of 26%, which isn't like, you know, that's not terrible. That's better than average. It's not elite necessarily. Uh, and then you mentioned... Uh, well, I'm trying to see. We got to save some salary, right? I, I I agree. By the way, I like Castillo better than that grouping as far as those guys are talking about. I'll take Castillo uh, over Corbin. What's your take as far as uh, pitting those two against each other? They're fine. I'm playing GPPs. So I'll have both of them, but I mean they're both they're both fine. If you played one over the other, I wouldn't call you nuts. Uh, but you talk about puke uh, puke stacks and puke pitchers. We literally have a puke pitcher. <laughs> like he took the term hurler. I played him on that night. It was beautiful. <laughs> and this that wasn't the first time adrian hauser has now puked multiple times while pitching on the mound and then he puked and then he ended up pitching great uh he's in the mid-tier and he's like whatever i just thought it was a worth noticing i suppose or worth acknowledging uh for me i have a couple guys in the mid-tier that i prefer much more and we'll talk about it in a second well i'll let you what's your take as far as the mid-tier pitchers mid-tier the the options that i'm looking at the most are going to be john gray and patrick sandoval to, to, to me, Sandoval is is a GPP, to me, just used for GPP. He he could walk seven guys this game and only and, and pitch 95 pitches and still get seven strikeouts. It's against the White Sox. So that's all you have to really say. So his upside, he could have 30-point upside, but, I mean, he could give up six runs. He could load the bases, give up a, a grand slam to Abreu. So, like, I would not consider that to be a, a cash play. He's getting a, he's getting a good umpire in Bill Miller. So the best, the best umpire. Right. And then John Gray, to me, uh, if people are gonna play the Marlins, like I'm gonna play John Gray. <laughs> you mean I, you're not playing Lewis Brinson? 
John, if you take a look at John K's, uh, John Gray's numbers in cores the past two years, same. That it, it's not they're not bad. Like he has a 25k ish K rate, eight percent walk rate, uh, a Sierra under four. Like I know the the Marlins are getting a big ballpark upgrade, but why am I playing like birdie at 4700 against John Gray? Like what? Like I think the Marlins are going to be overowned. I get why people would want to play him, like Diaz, and and I know Walker's in the lineup now. But if that's gonna if that's gonna make John Gray, you know, under fifteen, under ten percent owned, like to me, it's like it's a very obvious spot for some like starting pitcher leverage. If I'm not going to play any, like it's quite possible in my 150 lineup that I have zero Marlins in all of them. It doesn't mean that I'm playing 30 percent John Gray. It just yeah. means if I'm not going to play the Marlins, I might as well play John Gray in some way. And they have one of the lower totals you'll see in Coors Field, like right around five or so last I saw. Uh, Got to give a refresh on that. But, you know, that Marlins, they're still terrible hitters. Like, it's still a collection of completely horrific hitters. People are going to play Lewis Brinson tonight, Dean. They're well, going to play salary cap, and he's ridiculous. He's the cheapest hitter ever to play in Coors, probably. You get what you pay for, though. Justifiably so. Uh, so l- let me ask you this. as far as, Since we're on Lewis Brinson, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think his WRC plus is? Of course, WRC plus accounts for ballpark and a hundred is league average, right? So it, just take a guess. What, what is WRC plus is? Uh, it's higher than Jeff Mathis is. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what Mathis is. That's a great question. Somebody figure that out. But uh, it's is 31. It digit? Oh, oh, I thought maybe it was single digits. Well, he, when it's 31, which means he's 69% worse than the average baseball player. Uh, in the rare case, that's not nice. Not nice, 69%. Uh, dreadful. I know he's a big prospect. He's still, he's not young anymore. He's not, he's not 19. He's 25 now. Uh, he was the main piece, of course, that Yellow's trade, but he has zero home runs this season. I know in the, in the preseason or in spring training, he hit like five or six home runs and people got excited. Uh, he's got like a, maybe three or four extra base hits the entire season. Dreadful. He's been absolutely dreadful. Um, but it's, like, it's I always just, a bad sign when, when your WRC plus is barely over your age. <laughs> that is, unless you're like Bart Cologne. <laughs> I don't know, but Bart Cologne said, yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's no longer, he, he's supposed to be coming back, Bart. I, I, I want that to happen for sure. I think Detroit signed him for fun. I don't know. Maybe it was just a practical joke. Detroit, just, they're just yellowing. They don't really care at this point. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you as far as Gray. And I'm, I'm more so – you know, he was bad his last time out. Oh, he was scratched the time he was supposed to pitch. Maybe people are gun-shy. And like you said, the Marlins are priced down in some places, depending on where you're looking. I know Fandle specific, they're kind of cheap. Uh, DK, fantasy draft, like uh, Diaz is really cheap. So he makes sense. Uh, we, oh, by the way, on the previous show, uh, Grant was saying Lewis Brinson's going to homer. Like, there's nothing that says he's going to homer. That's, he has a piece of wood in his hand. Sure, I suppose he can. And, like, you could take a victory lap if that happens. But there's no logical reason why he's going to home run tonight. It's just not going to happen. But it might. <laughs> That's it's it. not worth his ownership, though. Is he going to be heavily owned, Lewis Brinson? Well, is he going to be owned in one lineup? He's too heavy, okay? That's all I need to know. Yeah, I mean, Diaz is like an actual like prospect, and he showed uh, you know, the ability to smash the baseball in the minors. I know the majors, he's kind of scuffled outside of banging a homer off of uh, DeGrom. Uh, you mentioned Sandoval, and I thought the really interesting thing to talk about as far as Sandoval, you talked about you know, how he might walk seven guys, but maybe not, because like you said, Miller has got the best umpire in baseball. Not just that, the matchup, we don't want to line up just yet for, for Chicago, but like, uh, I'm going to be bold and say that Chicago lineup's not going to be patient. Uh, you fire up the old plate IQ there. What are you drinking? What's that uh, 
Grandpa's cough medicine? Cream soda. Really? Okay. I'm from New York. Cream soda, roast beef sandwich. Come on. What's the what, what's the brand? Oh, this is JIBC. They don't have Dr. Browns here. If they had Dr. Browns, I'd be drinking it all the time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was IBC after you said it was a cream soda root beer. Uh, by cream soda over regular root beer, right? That's not even a conversation. Oh, I hate root beer. What, yeah. what's, the, what's the point of it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the point I was making here is if you fire up the old plate IQ as far as uh, this White Sox team, look at their, their walk tendency here, their lack thereof. Garcia, 2.7% of the time he walks. Anderson, Anderson never walks. He refuses to walk, 2.9%. Okay, it's happened, but you know what I mean. Collectively, the projected lineup walks 6% of the time which next to subdue Sandoval's 14% walk rate. Again, that's a small sample size. You know, he's only had so many starts. He did have walk issues in the minors for what it's worth. Uh, and so far in the majors, he's had a nice K rate, small sample, but the swinging strike rate does back it up for what it's worth. So right. uh, I'm with you as, as far as Sandoval. I think uh, I think he's a really interesting play in the mid tier. The other guy that I think we, we should at least talk about, uh, Vinny Velasquez, kind of sort of somewhat interesting or no? Uh, I mean, with Sandoval, I mean, like, to me, the mat- like, the difference in matchup makes the big difference. Because, like, the White Sox, the only time the White Sox walk is from the batter's box to the dugout, okay? So, like, like I- I'd rather take Sandoval than Velasquez. I know Renfro isn't in the lineup, but, like, if Velasquez is going to get ownership, I'll play Padres bat against him. Now, if, if you tell me Velasquez is 8% owned, then I-, I then I have more interest in Velasquez. But he's been susceptible – to, to hard contact, uh, both sides of the plate. The Padres are getting a big ballpark boost, and they're cheap. And now with, I mean, like Urias leading off and Mejia batting fifth, like the stack is, it's it's a very cheap stack that has power against a pitcher. Yeah, that there's no Tatis, though. Like, obviously, so it's Tatis is like a, a strikeout guy, but he's also a power guy. So it's one of those deals where, like, the upside of Velasquez is somewhat subdued, but also the rum prevention should be somewhat subdued as well because – you know, uh, whoever replaced like France is, is in the lineup, right? Whoever replaced uh, Tatis is just not a good a player. Uh, also, the Ks are not as high for what it's worth. You know, collectively, we're looking at 22.9%. I saw they activated Jankowski for what it's worth. I thought he was going to crack the lineup, but he did not. Uh, Myers, of course, strikes out a good bit, almost 34%. Um, you know, he's just kind of sort of in the mid-tier. Velasquez, 25% K rate, which is pretty positive. You know, basically – Righties versus lefties are essentially the same as far as the K rate. Now, he's not been good outside of, like, being a pretty good K guy. Uh, you know, he walks a few too many guys. He gives up a few too many homers. Um, you know, but he's in the mid-tier. Is there anybody else in the mid-tier? Is it Sandoval and it's gray, and that's basically it? I don't know. Uh, like, I'm not considering uh, a Tanaka. I'm a, I'm a believer. I, I know there's been rumblings. I know the projection models are actually spitting out Porcello. I, I can't. I can't do Porcello. Can't do it. Uh, I'll have a little. Me. I'll have a little Porcello because I can't see playing the Orioles. Well, you, the thing is, there's you don't have to play anybody. There's 15. You could. You, when people always say that, well, which side of this game are you on? I, can I just say neither? I just don't want to play either. I, I'm a, it's does that game does not exist in my world. Well, so you're not going to play Red Sox bats. I like the Boston hitters. I, I, okay, I, so you got to be the, the the game exists. Half of that game exists. <laughs> I no, but, but the point I'm making is that no, I, I'm not. I'm not attracted to playing Porcello, but I don't think a lot of other people are. So, like, if he comes in at eight to ten percent, like he could put up a good enough game to get twenty points with a win. And uh, why not play him in some lineups? Like, if, Porce- if, if Porcello ended up being twenty percent, I'd have zero of them. So it's the same to me. Porcello and Velasquez are the opposite sides of the coin. In a vacuum without ownership, 
I'd rather play Velasquez over Porcello. But if you're going to tell me if the hamsters are right and, and Velasquez is 27% and Porcello is 10%, I, pr- I prefer Porcello on a 15-game slate with 30 pitchers. <laughs> I'm not going to play the guy that's going to be in a quarter of rosters. You think Jimino likes being called a hamster? You think he appreciates that? No, of course he doesn't. Of course. He's probably not listening. <laughs> is he napping? Is this his nap time? No, he's doing preseason NFL. Uh, he's, he's a busy man these days. He's, he's probably well, – I don't – he, uh, it, on the family feud board of hardest working people at RG, Jamino is most certainly on the board. He's not going to be an ex. Uh, Paddock against this Philadelphia team that has like a weird lineup. It seems Philadelphia's lineup today. It's kind of wonky. N- no Reese Hoskins. No, I think I think Paddock's fine. I mean, he's more of a high end play. It's just that like if, if you're going to pay ninety four hundred, like the amount the, the stacks that you're going to have to play if you use Paddock as an SP two, are kind of disgusting. Which is kind of my style. So, yeah, like. Who are you to stick your nose at a stack that's terrible? <laughs> right, of course. But I'm saying, but I can play that vomit stack with two guys above him. I can play Castillo and Corbin together. I can play Morton and one of those guys together and still play the vomit stack. So, like, Paddock, all he does is just get me, like, a one better back, which I guess is fine. But remember, we always have to worry about Paddock and, and his pitch count. Yeah. It's, he's getting a ballpark downgrade going into Philadelphia. Uh, if he's one percent owned, I'll have some of them. But it's it's at his at his price compared to what we have on the slate above him that isn't all that more expensive. I don't necessarily consider him to be like someone that 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 I'm looking forward to play. Yeah, he wasn't on my list at all earlier today. But like seeing this Philadelphia lineup, he's like kind of eking his way at least into the conversation. But he still probably misses the board. Uh, and like you said, the, the the big issue is like San Diego's just not going to push him. They pushed the one game this year. It was against his former team. It was against the Marlins, and he had like a perfect game or a no-hitter through like seven or eight innings. That's the reason why he stuck around. He also had a low pitch count too. But, you know, last time out, 86 pitches, 77 prior to that. Uh, we don't see him beyond, going beyond six. You're begging for six innings. Uh, of course, like Quinn leading off, you know, the suddenly hot, maybe not so underrated, uh, overrated uh, uh, Bryce Harper with that amazing walk-off yesterday. That ball is still flying. I don't know if you saw that. Like I think it was like 113 or so off of that as far as the exit velocity. Absolutely annihilated it. Um, they put up a six spot or so on the bottom of the ninth. So it's good for them as far as a Philadelphia. I just love that uniform. They can't lose in that uniform. That's my theory. Most beautiful throwback uniform in all in all baseball. The uh, the powder blue for Philadelphia is that a bull proclamation? You on board? I, I I believe the bat uses uniforms as part of the model. The, the, the Cardi factors that in. Last yeah, time I mean, he factors in everything else. I don't think he factors that in. No, I I guarantee you he doesn't. He's not on crunch time, so uh, I imagine he would be able to elaborate on that, but. Yeah, uh, Logan Morrison's back in our lives. He's cracking the lineup as well, Lomo. Um, he's got like 17 or 18 or 19 homers in the minor leagues uh, so far this year, like 200-ish at bats. He still has some power. Uh, there's also a reason why he was in the minor leagues, right? There's definitely some holes in that swing. Just thought it was worth noting. Uh, do you have any, like, complete vomit arm that you're considering? Of course. What, 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 I'm on the show yeah. and there's no oh, vomit yes. arms? Of course. I got can it I, all. Can I, can I guess your vomit arm? I, 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 arm, you're not using plural. I got multiple of them. Why don't the well? Okay, you, it can't be. I'm gonna, I'll do it this way. It can't be Alcantara. No, that that would be correct. It's not. Uh, Whistler is just the opener, so it can't be Whistler. I can't imagine it's Brooks. It's not Brooks, right? No, no, Brett. What's going to happen to him? Okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to him. Uh, he's going to pitch about three innings, and then it's going to turn into Shawshank Redemption. He's going to take the locker room. <laughs> and start carving in Brooks was here before he hangs himself. So, no, it's not going to be Aaron Brooks. <laughs> oh, man. And who's going to put, like, so was uh, whatever, Wilson, all the other relievers. 
So was I, and whatever that I can't. See, now you know where my movie references are from. So, so was Ashman years ago. <laughs> Great movie. That's in the top ten all time. I believe. I believe. It's, I think that's on the board. If the Family Feud extended out to ten names, uh, I'm going to say I'm going to I'm going to get them both right. Ooh, maybe even Musgrove. So I feel with a decent amount of confidence you're going to have Mike Leak on the board. He's on your board. He's a little on my board. Yeah. No, but I have multiple, like, my my most used construction in GPP is tonight is going to be 5-3 with a stud pitcher and a scrub pitcher. If you go on Slate IQ, night after night on big slates, that shows the highest win expectation and the most leverage. So, like, I, I got to throw it. Look, Derek Rodriguez was 4,800 last night and got 25 points. Yeah. So, things happen. So, down here in this range, I'm going to have some Adrian Hauser. I'm going to have some Daniel Norris against the Rays. Yeah, play pitching in Tampa. I'm gonna have some leak. I'm gonna have some. I'm gonna have some Aaron Savali. I know it sounds like a box line, but I'll have some of them against the Yankees. If Judge is just gonna look at strikes down the plate and never swing, I mean uh, those are free Ks. He'll swing at the ball outside too. He'll do that as well. But uh, have in Montgomery, you extend the Montgomery as well against the Mets. Maybe he's real. Did you see his past two starts? Apparently, he can play. He can strike people out. Maybe he's real. Uh, he's got 19 strikeouts in his last two games, for what it's worth. But uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, any it's look, any pitcher can do it uh, in, in five or six innings in a small sample. Even if they're getting hit hard, the ball's going right to certain dudes. And what, what are you looking for to eke out, like, what, 12 points or so? That, then you're happy, correct? Well, not if I'm playing a 25,000-person GPP. I need more than that. But, I mean, it just, it just comes down to I'm able to play much more combinations of stacks that could go for 16 runs. And then maybe I all I need is 12 out of a pitcher. Or it could be the type of thing where no one puts up 10 runs today on any team. And one of the one of the garbage guys, you know, Daniel Norris shows up with a six-inning, five-strikeout, no-earn-run, you know, 19-point-with-a-win type of thing. And that's fine also. Hypothetical question. If I, if I tell you, uh, Montgomery, uh, I'm going to give you 12 fantasy points. No more, no less. Do you not lock-button him? Uh, at 5,200, probably, yeah. I'll take okay. a ball from him. Yeah. I mean, you just, yeah, like you said, you, the, the arms can only do so much and it kind of open up the bats and we'll talk about the bats in a second, a second obviously, but uh, we, you know, Boston aforementioned, uh, we talked about Colorado as well. Uh, there should be a pile of runs and you'll take the over, I presume on uh, more than one team scoring more than 10 runs. Correct. It's possible. They all no wonder, but it's probably not going to happen. Uh, I, I would. Yeah. Yeah. On tonight's slate. Yeah. I, I would, I would think so. There was like 40 homers yesterday. Maybe there more. were nine double dongs and two grand slams yesterday. <laughs> Ridiculous. And there were four double dongs in Oakland. Although, Why are we still talking about yes- yesterday? I thought I was running. It up. Let's talk about he's bounding down then. It's on me. I apologize. That's my fault. Summarize arms. We got to talk about bats. Uh, play whoever you want and just uh, hope for the best. <laughs> I mean, look, we mentioned nearly every pitcher. So, I mean, Someone, something's gonna happen. Someone's so, from a cash game perspective, I think if uh, obviously tournaments are different, but I think you, you know, I love Verlander, but I'm fine stopping at Morton if you need those dollars. Uh, and I agree with you. I think you, you can even play Gray in cash. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. And if Diaz happens to make your cash lineup, it's okay to play Diaz against Gray. I'm okay with that too. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would probably. I'm, I'm not playing cash. I'm joining your world. I'm just playing tournaments today for what it's worth. So, I was just overwhelmed by this slate, and I've been diving in, and I, I kind of. There's a lot of stuff I want, and I was like, you know what? I don't want it to sit there and try to make a cast on it for 20 minutes or so. Time is important. Time is crucial, and I, I wanted to delegate my time as far as tournaments today. That said, uh, hitters, 
Give me a core team. Give me a core player that's going to be on a good chunk of your lineups, or at least more than the field. Uh, probably Manny Machado. I think uh, he offers, based on the based on the projections, he offers uh, two points of leverage. I typically like finding, if I can, on these large slates, additional leverage in one spot. So what I mean by it is that when you stack bats against a chalk pitcher, like or you take any bat against a chalk pitcher, it's natural leverage because they're going to be lower owned, and every point that your batter gets gets off the you know, pitcher gets negative points. Another way of leverage is that you're you're pivoting off of a chalk player at that positional spot. So like if Vincent if Velasquez is going to be twenty five plus percent owned, like well Machado's facing Velasquez, so that's leverage. Now if we have Story and Arenado shortstop and third base if they're going to be the highest on players at their position Machado fills both spots there also so the double points of let it's kind of like ghostbusters across the streams and we don't have maybe maybe the galaxy's close you are dating yourself by the way Shawshank ghostbusters what's your take on psycho did you like psycho no i'm not i'm not old enough for psycho <laughs> Uh, all right, going to talk bats in a second. Well, I do want to mention, uh, I was going to dig into this stuff as far as, uh, you know, bullpens are always changing. The Marlins bullpen has gotten worse. And, of course, the Marlins are pitching in Colorado today. And I was kind of digging into stuff. And uh, the Marlins, after the All-Star break, so second half bullpen uh, stuff as far as active uh, the active roster, uh, they have given up the most hard hits in all of baseball as far as their active roster, 48%. 44% as far as fly ball percent. That's too high. Uh, and as far as homers per nine, the bullpen for the Marlins, second half of the season, 2.62 homers per nine. Uh, and they're going in the course field. That seems like too many, right? That's a lot of homers, it, especially when half their games are, in, you know, in that cavernous ballpark. Yeah, I think that's too many. <laughs> Dynamite dropping. <laughs> but it can fail. It cannot happen. I mean, it doesn't mean it happens tonight. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we don't have to put the qualifier on everything, but that's all stuff. That's all assumed. Like, this is worth the quarter pole. We're, we're three quarters of the way done. The people that are watching this, they understand that, like, it's baseball, there's variants, and yada, 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 right? All that stuff's implied, isn't it, I think? I don't know. Some people go, like, lock of the day. Let's 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 lock in Ethan Diaz at second base, and nothing could go wrong on a 15-game slate. Lots can go wrong, and there's no locks. But, like, there's, smart, there's still smart plays and less smart plays. Uh, talk about catcher. What excites you? Get whoever's in my stack. I mean, come on. You should know my answer by now. Who am I going to play? I mean, I think I catcher. You got beef if he's in the lineup, 2,900. I think I, I think you're going down to catcher. Like you're just taking whoever in your cash lineup. Hey, what did I teach you last time we did a show? What, what was the one function I taught you how to use? Oh, uh, the refresh button? Yeah. Beef's in the oh, he's not in the lineup. He's oh. in the lineup. No, he's in the lineup. That, that's Oh, okay. So the less initiated, that's uh, Wellington Castillo, for those not aware. But, yes, uh, both catchers uh, have Okay, cracked. so how did, you, how did you know that I didn't refresh if I mentioned him? You said if he's in the lineup. But oh, I, okay, you got that me. That was your tell. Oh, you're, you're, you're very observant. Great poker player. Right, but, I mean, if you want to shove in Thomas Nito or something like that, Nito, is that how you pronounce Nito? I'd rather it just be Nito. Yeah, but he's not. Like, I, Yeah, I don't want to play him. Um, I guess you can, but I'm not. But I think if you're paying up, like you're taking someone like maybe like McCann or Narvaez because he's Narvaez is on the road batting third. So his plate expectation appearance expectation is going to be high. Yeah. So I can see that. I mean, you could take Travis Barno batting lead off there. Like 
I'm kind of like just looking for like as many plate appearances as I could get. And like, it's the last spot in my lineup. So like, if you like everything else and, and what you're stuck with is, you know, 3,400 and you're playing Pony Walters, like you, I, I don't see any reason to, there's no priority catchers to me today. Yeah, uh, and Tony Walter is batting seventh as opposed to eighth, which makes somewhat, somewhat of a difference, you know. I, I don't mind. You know, it goes up as far as his uh, plate expectancy, and of course, he doesn't have the pitcher behind him either, uh, which would hurt him as well. Uh, for cash games, if you can get there, I think Sanchez is still too uh, underpriced uh, against Savale, uh, who we don't really know what he is just yet. Obviously, obviously, in fantasy draft, you don't have to play any catchers. For what it's worth, uh, to some sites make you do so. Let's get out of catcher. It's gross. Talk to me about first baseman. I think the chalk at first base is going to be what? Yonder Alonso? Oh, who's just having an absolutely dreadful season. Um, yeah, but wait, he's batting cleanup today for Colorado. No Daniel Murphy. It was going to be Daniel Murphy. Uh, but Daniel Murphy did not crack the lineup. So you got to cross him off the list. And then, of course, you have Neil Walker on the other side making an appearance. And he's super, super cheap, Neil Walker, for what it's worth. So uh, you can also delegate him in third base. Uh, that's probably some chalky plays. God, Yonder Alonso is terrible. Uh, you got an underpriced Brandon Belt. I guess you can go there, I suppose. CJ Crone uh, against uh, against Mike Miner. I'm not sure if you saw this or if you caught this just yet as far as Texas, Arlington. It's hot today. For, Nick Lachey is going to be throwing out the first pitch. 98 degrees uh, in, in Texas. Uh, CJ Crone underpriced against Mike Miner. You know, pretty positive pitcher, sure. But uh, it's kind of sort of baked into that price. I, I like him a good bit. Uh, You're no, talking about dated references? You said 98 <laughs> degrees. Nobody, most people didn't catch that, but uh, <laughs> I have a soft spot for Nick Lachey. It's a story for another another podcast. <laughs> I'm just happy you caught it. Well done. Well done. Uh, what else do we have at first base for you that kind of pops for you? I think first base is one of the most interesting positions if, if all the ownership is going to condense up uh, to those guys. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at, at Daniel Vogelbach against Wagus back. I mean, that's all, I know that's a lot of C's in, in both names, uh, but he's 4K on the road, getting a ballpark upgrade in Toronto, batting sixth. Uh, I mean, at 4% ownership, his, his home run prop is plus 240, which is one of the top, one of the, towards the top of the slate. Uh, I mean, Moreland, 4,500. I know he's batting seventh, but maybe he'll be one of the less popular Boston guys that you could play as like a one-off uh, rather than like in your stack. Uh, I could totally see... I mean, you could play if, – if you don't believe in Hauser, you could play Matt Adams at 4,200. You could play Hosmer as part of a Padre stack at 4,400 to go for the Velasquez leverage. I mean, there, there's, there's so many guys here. Like, you're going to need a dong out of your first base spot, like, today. Yeah. Like, the, the, all the powers here, uh, whether or not you're going to pay up 5,200 for Freddie Freeman against Maeda, probably not, but no one else will. So you get a lot of these guys, you're going to get a lot of first basemen at around 5% ownership because everything is going to go towards cores, those cores first basemen, uh, that as long as those first basemen fail, like you can get a significant leg up on the field. I knew something looked funky about that Marlins lineup. Their best hitter is not even playing today, just to kind of give a little bump to Gray. There's there's no Cooper, no Garrett Cooper. He's not playing today. So uh, that that's why that Marlins lineup. Because I'm here. Cooper's here. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> you're the only you have the monopoly in all coopers uh we talked about that ballpark there in pittsburgh how it's not a great hitter's ballpark but it's much better for lefties as opposed to righties i'm okay with rizzo as well if there's just so many options there uh second base keystone position you know uh kind of mentioned him in passing uh, you know the one marlin you know that, that i think is okay as far as the price ballpark bacon in and then you know supposed to be a really legit hitter 
Team total, by the way, is currently down to 4.78 for what it's worth for Miami. That's a really low team total for a Coors game. But I'm okay with Nissan Diaz, who's pretty cheap. Uh, you know, that, that's more of a cash game play. And, again, I'm okay playing him against Gray and cash as well. That, that's how it kind of works out for you. What do you have for me as far as second for tournaments? Uh, I think one of the more interesting stacks of the day, uh, they, they, I, think they could, they, I think they qualify as a vomit stack. Uh, and they're close to a vomit stack, is Texas. You talk about 98 degrees, you know, people are going to be talking about playing Minnesota against minor, but Oda Rizzi is a fly ball pitcher himself. So like, and although he's more reverse splitsy, like if he's giving up fly balls in the Texas heat, I don't care what side of the plate they're on. And like, yeah, he's not a cash play uh, to any extent, but uh, Rugnagno Odor at 3,700 as part of a Texas stack with, you know, Mazar or Chew, you got Andrews at shortstop. We'll get to that. Like, it's a it's a sub twenty k five man stack. That's a five plus total. That currently Slate IQ. If you're a premium member, you could uh, always always look at Slate IQ. It of of the thirty teams on the slate currently in Slate IQ, Texas is ranked in win expectation uh, fifth, but will be on the bottom end of the ownership. So they are one of the top leverage stacks on the entire slate so when i could fill a scarce position like second base especially when i know that diaz is going to be chalked there like that seems like a great option to me i mean past there like yeah i think if you're not going to play diaz you're going to play someone like josh van meter at second base against wainwright who struggles against lefties uh and they're playing in cincinnati so that that's a that's a good ballpark for hitting uh but like if you if you want to get frisky like play like Cura against Corbin at forty three hundred. You could play. There are some power guys here. You could play Muncy against Soroka. No, like, Soroka doesn't give him. Yes, he gives like no homers, no fly balls, no home runs. I, I'm out in the Dodgers. You can have him. Why? What's wrong with the Dodgers? Soroka does not give up home runs. Like a half a homer per nine. You can have the Dodgers. They're all yours. Okay. Well, at at one percent ownership, I, I don't mind. They hit their home run quota for for the week uh, because they beat up the Marlins. And so, speak to our door. By the way, uh, he hits a ton of fly balls versus righties. It's weird that Minnesota Texas game. So it's basically a coin toss. But uh, and I hate you know Minnesota versus lefties. It kind of screws up their you know their outfielders. Obviously, a minor you know not a pitcher I necessarily want to pick on. But I would say Nick Lachey is more the Twins and Drew Lachey is more Texas for me today. If we're going to pick the the Lacheys, you're going to make it work that way. But uh, that may have been a little forced. That was probably forced. But we are behind on time. So we're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Bust out the old men in black minor racer. Did not happen. Uh, third base, hot corner. What do you have for me? I think, I mean, uh, the, the chalk is going to be Arenado. I think uh, Machado is going to be owned. So it's not, it's the, I don't think Machado is going to go 3% owned. And that makes him a GPP big, whatever. I just, I, I like the two leverage points. Uh, but other than that, I mean, you could always play Devers against Brooks. But, I mean, he's priced up. I mean, he's 5,600. So, like, you have to decide on do you like Devers or Arenado. I think uh, if you don't want to pay up in cash at third base, I think Blod at 3,900 against uh, LeBlanc, a Whistler to begin with or whatever, I think he's a fine option. And then, like, past there, I think I think everyone else is more of a GPP play. You could play Sano against Minor. You could play uh, – if you want to – I mean, Carpenter against Castillo, I'm, I'm not a big fan of that, but I wouldn't call you crazy. But I think the, the cash options are going to be either you're playing – most likely you're playing either Arenado or Story, and then your other slot is going to be like Machado at shortstop 
or are you going to play like Tory at shortstop and then Guerrero at third base? Yeah, I mean, the Colorado side is certainly going to be popular today. People are trying to make our out of work and Story as well. We get the shortstop as well. Uh, Vladi, I, I do like him a good bit too against the combination of Rizzler and uh, what is it? Uh, the lefty. I'm, I'm not on the page right now for some reason. Uh, he's kind of a reverse splitsy historically for what it's worth for Blanc. Uh, you know, that's why I was going to say Biggio is certainly in play too. I would not fade Biggio in tournaments if you're stacking up Toronto. Uh, LeBlanc throughout his career has given up more homers to lefties as opposed to righties for what it's worth. It's a pretty, uh, pretty good, uh, you know, good sized career, pretty big sample size. Even Cardi might confirm that. Just a general thought. What do you do with the Yankees today? See, the problem with the Yankees is that with their pricing and their positions, it's very hard to stack. I want to. They're going to be under-owned. Slate IQ has them at the second highest leverage stack. Uh, but, like, I, 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 am I going to play Judge at 4,300? Like, so, Bali could be terrible. Like, we don't know. Like, that, that's right. the thing. It's like, he could be a terrible pitcher. And, like, the Yankees can put up a 10 spot for three innings, and it could, could become a disaster. Yeah, I but how, really- do I, how do I play, pay 5,300 for Urshela? Puke arms. You talked about some terrible pitchers already. Yeah, but I'm saying, how do I pay for him and not pay for Devers or Arenado or something? You you have Uh, have 100 lineups. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that many lineups. I mean, I have to make choices. There's still choices to make. If I had 100 lineups today, I would have most uh, assuredly, I would definitely have multiple Yankee stacks. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay, I'm 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 more inclined. I think for the Yankees, I'm more inclined to make three mans. I think I'm more inclined to use three of, like, use a Sanchez, use a Didi, and use a Judge, and and do something like that. Because at least, like, Didi and Gary, and Gary Gary the Goat, uh, fill, like, Patrick shortstop. So, like, the positions I don't want to have to deal with. And then then you can pick out whoever you want. But, like, do I want to play Torres at 4,800? Do I want to play Gardner or Maiden at nearly 5K? LeMayu at 5K? Big he's gone. Well, when, when you're playing tournaments, you, you don't care about the price, right? You're playing tournaments. Who cares what the price is? You just, I got to care what the price is, dude. Just make it work. Oh, just, just make, make it, it work. work. You can find a way to make it work. Oh, so I got to play what? Leak and Montgomery together? <laughs> Hold your nose, man. You don't, you don't have to have like everybody is going to be, you know, super expensive. The Yankees aren't that expensive outside of like Urshela. Well, there's no one cheap. What? Mike Ford is 3600 batting ninth. Everyone else is $4,300 or above. All right. Well, your, your one-offs are going to be cheap. You, you play Diaz. I don't want second. cheap one-offs. What am I going to do with Lewis Brinson as a one-off? Nothing. Oh. Zero. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't have to splurge at every one-off. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to shortstop. We're, uh, we're falling behind on time. We talked about story. Story is the chalk play. If you can kind of sort of get there. He is a bit pricey. He has some good stops along the way, including uh, Xander Bogarts. Uh, Diddy Gregorius is priced down. Speaking of the Yankees, he's probably the one that's the most popular just because of the price. People are probably just getting fed up with Judge. He's still pretty priced down, too, in the outfield. But I think Diddy's going to be, uh, I don't know, fairly popular. Again, it's a 15-game slate. I'm not too concerned as far as ownership. And I understand different perspective in, in the tournaments you're playing. What are you doing as far as shortstop? Well, I think if you're not playing Machado's story, uh, I think you can pay down. I think I mentioned Andrews before in the Texas Heat. I think J.P. Crawford. On Seattle against Wagaspak, I mean, he's 3,500, batting second on the road in Toronto. I mean, to me, I, I view that as, you know, that could be a – if you want to pay down at shortstop, I think that's perfectly fine. I think it's, I think it's okay to play Polanco against Minor at 4,100. I'm much more – if people are going to play uh, uh, Coors and Boston, I'm going to have more of that Minnesota-Texas game because I, I really think that the hitting conditions in Texas – 
are better than the hitting conditions in Boston. And I think they're almost as equal to, if it wasn't for the fact that like, like Alcantara was pitching, like I, it's quite possible I had no Rockies this late and just load up on this game. By hitting conditions in Texas, you're talking about the, the temperature, correct? Right, right. I'm not, a, is, new kid. I'm the, not a new kid. I'm not a new kid. I'm What's the temperature again uh, in Texas? What's the current temperature? Remind me. I, I think it's uh, I think it's 98 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> Roth will be on crunch time later. He'll give you a more precise temperature if you guys request it. Of course, I'll tell you what else is going on weather-wise. Along with, uh, I believe it's Tuttle. They'll answer all your questions uh, regarding the slate. Uh, Got to talk about outfielders in a second, but we do not for- want to forget the shout-outs. Don't want to short the people that have signed up and rocking the RG. Uh, the avatar, Devin's going to go ahead and drop that link to you guys in chat. Not just the regular Rotorunners chat, but also the YouTube chat. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. The shout-outs for those watching us, uh, Mick W 26 AC Dog 712 and Fink of Ohio. There you go. Kind of piece that one together. Uh, welcome to Rock and the RG Badge. You finish in the top 10 of certain contests, you get yourself one month of Rotorunners Premium. Click that link. You can get all the information you need. Talk to me about outfielders. Well, just so I could get in sync with you on outfield. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, are we kidding? Is Lewis Brinson going to be 14% down? Is this happening? We live in the world of a salary cap. He's playing in course Field, and he's the cheapest we've ever seen a player in course Field. To play, so maybe- I'd rather, truthfully, I'd rather play, is Josh Rojas going to be 15%? What? What's going on? Is is everyone in the dollar store today at Outfield? I think the biggest leverage you could get on on a fifteen game slate, this slate, if we're seeing these cheapo outfielders gobbling up this much ownership, just fade them all. Because if they get a zero, you ain't winning a big field GPP with the, with an outfield zero unless you, you have to win with a zero. Well, if you have a one percent own guy that has three home runs, sure, yeah, you can do it. But I'd rather people fall into that. Like I'd rather. Like, these are not good hitters. Like, who said, like, you're going to tell me that Lewis Brinson uh, in cores, a horrible hitter, like, I'll play, this is, this is, this is going down into the dirt. <laughs> Verlander gives up home runs, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. This would be the day that Verlander gives up. He has a great outing. He has 12 Ks. He, he's perfectly fine. And his one home run is the $2,900 Chris Davis. You know, are, are you team BBP by chance? Of course I'm not. Uh, I, I'm not necessarily <laughs> either. But uh, he's, he might be hurt, Davis, for what it's worth. Who really knows what's going on there? But he's faced uh, Verlander in his career, 16 official plate appearances, six hits, one double, four don'ts. Team BBP is very excited for the Chris Davis today. Yeah, but does that make him any worse of a play than Brinson? I mean, like, that that's the point I'm making. It's more of the fact that there are cheap outfielders. You could play Lorenzo Cain at 3,400 against Corbin. Like, oh, well, I don't want to play people against Corbin. It's like, well, Cain is so much of a better player than Lewis <laughs> Brinson. Upton against Violito at 3,500. You could play, like, I'm just going down cheapo, cheapo. The other part of Brinson, by the way, the only reason why he might get some ownership is because there's Verlander, because there's Borton, because there's Castillo, because there's Syndergaard and Corbin and all these pitchers we want to pay up for, at least one of them. So, like, it, it kind of makes sense. But, like, yes, he's terrible. But I think that the, the, the thing that I'm getting with is that I think the vomit pitchers have better upside than Lewis Brinson. So, like, instead of me playing Lewis Brinson and – playing a combination of like, let's say Morton and, 
and Velasquez. Like I'm going down and I'm playing Montgomery or Hauser or one of the, the, the vomit guys. So I upgrade Brinson to a 4K batter. All right. We have to talk about a few more outfielders. Uh, obviously, you know, again, if you have the money for it, Blackman, you got to prioritize. Betts is a great play. J.D. Martinez is a great play. Uh, Aaron Judge, I'm still playing him on the cheap. I don't care. Uh, he's. I feel like I'm pot committed now, even though it's not a thing in DFS. Now it's, it's become emotional. But I'm definitely going to have some shares. Uh, the Houston guys are still a little bit too cheap. I know the ballpark's not great for what it's worth there. But uh, uh, anybody else on the outfield you want to mention? We're kind of wondering behind my on time. I know Devin's got some uh, questions for us. He's accumulated throughout the show. We want to knock out as many as possible before we step aside and make way for crunch time. And I want some stacks. I want some domes. Uh, as we do that, we'll do the screen share. We'll kind of multitask, I suppose. I'll fire up and see what we have as far as the light up HQ. But uh, give me an outfielder or two that we've not yet focused on, we've not yet thrown out there. Uh, we're just kind of talking in teams, basically, throughout the show for the most part, which is fine, a little different. Uh, a couple outfielders maybe you're focusing on, and then uh, give me some stacks, and then give me some domes, three. Okay, so like Grichuk, 4,100 in the outfield. That, that could be a good one-off, as well as in Toronto stacks. I think all the Texas outfielders are in play. Uh, Mike Trout's a thing, right? I mean, he's the best player in baseball. He's going to be 5% owned. So, oh. like, like there you, there you go. I mean, I know, I know, I, I know you're going to poo-poo it, Dean. Cody Bellinger's 5,400 against Soroka. <laughs> he's great. He's great. Yeah, he's a great player. Soroka never gives up. I, I looked at his I, game log. Soroka does give up home runs. Not I many. said a half. I said a half per nine. I, I, okay, I so then maybe Bellinger gets a half. Maybe Bellinger gets a half a home run. <laughs> we have uh, QQs starting to accumulate here in the chat, by the way. Uh, need some homers. Give me some homers. Give me some stacks. Fire away. Okay, as far as as far as home runs are concerned, I'm looking for low owned home runs. So like it's it's very easy to just call like like Boston home runs or whatever. Uh, I think uh, I you're you're ta- these Dodgers are going to be so low owned because no one's going to want to play them. They're getting a ballpark upgrade. It's Atlanta. I know it's Soroka, but if Soroka gets hit. Remember, if he comes out after four innings, like you get the ball, you get the, the that bullpen's ball. terrible. I do agree. Right. Okay. So, like, I just want to stress that it's not that I like the Dodgers. It's just that if it's a two percent owned stack, these guys have power, and you could see four home runs here out of nowhere, and it wins you. The, it wins you the, a big field GPP. But like, I to me, it's 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 the Texas guys. I can't see there being less than four home runs in the Texas-Minnesota game. Who's going to hit them? We don't know. But both pitchers are fly ball pitchers. Like, Miner may get some strikeouts. True. Odorizzi hasn't really been striking all that many people out, getting three or four a game. But these are fly ball pitchers in the Texas heat. Like, to me, to me, if you're going against the Rockies or against the Red Sox truck, I think that's more of the game to look at because I think although the game's going to be owned, I think it's own. If you took the other two games off the slate, that would be the chalk game. So you're taking your biggest stand today on uh, on Texas, basically in that ballpark, both sides. Is right. That what I'm, I'm, I'm more inclined to play a Texas five man and a uh, and a Minnesota three man, only because Miner gets uh, too many strikeouts to kill rallies. That like, yeah, Minnesota could hit two or three home runs, but I, I'm not sure if all five on a 15 game slate, if they're going to put up enough that I'd rather just have, like, let me find the three home runs and be done with it. Verlander, eight and a half prop as far as K's, like the over the under. Under. 
He struck out at least 10, I think, in five straight for what it's worth. Just Well, I'm predicting Chris Davis bong. So, I mean, if both he's going to strike out. He can strike out 14 and give up two solo home runs, and it's perfectly fine. Right, uh, but I mean, but this Oakland lineup is is quite patient and, yeah. like, it, it's it's yeah I could see him eight eight I mean I'm not saying that he's going to strike out four or something but I mean like I I would I would bet the under here. All right, uh, I got to knock out some questions here. Dozer as a power one off at second base. Have you thought about Dozer? He's not somebody I've considered. Like whatever he can bang one out. It's baseball, but he's not somebody I'm on. How about yourself? Well, I'm playing a lot of ha- like no, I'm not I'm not on the Nats at all. I assume they meant Hunter Dozer. Oh, at second base. Oh, so Brian Dozer. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm not on any Dozier. I'm off all the Dozers. Right, they're going to be low owned though. So if you want, you could always get both guys. If you want to play either Dozier, they're fine as one offs. They could always hit a home run. But I, I I don't see stacking either the Royals or the Nationals. Pick one of these three: Bogart, Story, and Bichette. Like Story is the best play, but if you're factoring in ownership of Bogart's Story and Bichette, as a one off, prob as a one off, I'd, I'd probably still stay Story. Okay. As a one-off, but I prefer if you're playing Blue Jays, like play Bichette. Use the shorts. I know because it's 4,800. Maybe people don't want to play pay that much for him, but he'll be lower owned if you're playing Blue Jays. Pick a puke arm. You got Montgomery or Porcello. Well, that I mean that's eighteen hundred dollar difference. I mean, it depends on what what brand of puke. I didn't ask this question. I know, but Porcello's brand name puke. It's all wrong. See, like store brand, the store brand puke. It's the same ingredient. You check the label; it's like the same ingredients. The first eight ingredients match up. No, no, no. Porcello is like RC Cola, and (laughs) Montgomery is like store brand cola. So, like, like it's not like it's not Coke or Pepsi, but like Porcello. Porcello's like Nicolet, and Montgomery's like Drew Lachey. <laughs> what am I doing thinking shots of Drew Lachey? They're both the Backstreet Boys. Maybe what is Mountain like Dew and what is Mountain Lightning? Uh, <laughs> is this a pitching slate or is this a hitting slate? It's both. Weird. I don't know. I can't define it. Can you define that? I think uh, I think this slate is going to be defined more by uh, by the no no well always most slates on a fifteen game slate. I think it's going to be decided uh, by the cheap starting pick. All right, threesome for cash. You got Morton, Van Meter, and Lomo versus Gray, JD, and Story. I'll take the back half. How about yourself? I agree with you fully. You have a favorite outfielder on DK, 3,400 or less? Not Lewis Brinson. Literally anyone. Like, just whoever's there that's not Lewis Brinson, just (laughs) click on their name and that's fine. That's not an option. Thoughts on the Cubs stack? Uh, that's interesting against Musgrove. I wish the, I'd have more interest in the Cubs if Musgrove was more owned. If it was one of those slates where there's no cheapo pitcher and everyone's like 26 cent Musgrove night, I'd have much more interest in the Cubs. But other than that, like I don't have that much interest in that game in general. Not sure if the screen share is still on. They're asking about umpire data. There is one extreme umpire today. It's for Gilito and Sandoval. There's two extreme umpires as far as a hitting perspective. Leak, Musgrove, Hendricks, and Samarja, they drew the short straw. Uh, well, I don't know if the screen share is on or not, but I believe we kind of sort of somewhat, if I missed any questions, I apologize. If you guys are premium members, feel free to ask uh, Tuttle and Roth on Crunch Time, which is coming up in 15 minutes, and they think you guys all have to lock, obviously. Fantasy draft, you guys got to remember, if you're not playing a fantasy draft, uh, no rate, rate-free DFS at fantasy draft. Before we step aside and get out of your blender, give me something. Uh, make a bold proclamation. Take a stand. What's happening in the slate? Finish strong. 
I'm, I'm just, uh, just to, 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 to it's, a, I'm going to be an underdog to this. Uh, Dodgers hit uh, two home runs today. If they the do, they're like after the fifth inning. <laughs> I'll, I'll use this. This is the gift that you're going to see, Dean, when the Dodgers hit more than two home runs. You can't, Big T's monopolized that gift. You can't use it. You got to get a second gift. And why oh, do you I, have that anyway? How does that, there's got to be a backstory that we have, we don't have time to get into. He's Blender. Stay tuned for crunch time. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball and jury weekend. We're out of here. Holler. 